Spoiler warning. This episode, we talk about movies, we talk about TV, we talk about other things that have a plot. You may or may not want to know about that plot. If you do not want to know about those plots and all the other things that we will talk about, you have two options. One, don't listen. This option is not recommended because, frankly, we need all the downloads and listens we can get. Option two is prepare yourself for disappointment. If you've listened to any previous episodes, you've already done that. So we're halfway there already. You have been warned, we are going to spoil the shit out of whatever the hell we talk about. It will be unstructured, it will be unconsidered, and we will start talking now. Spoiler warning. And we're on. Hello, you are listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we normally play some games and talk shit about them, but we thought we'd do something different this time. We thought we'd give you a bit of a, a lockdown activities type cast. And not only that, but we are joined today. Today we have a special guest presenta- presenter. He is the co-host of the amazing incredible wonderful podcast that you should all check out the massive attack podcast uh, i'd like to w- welcome mitch g'day thanks guys for having me so mitch you're a bit of a, a veteran to the whole podcasting thing you've got so <laughs> unlike us our standard is literally lifted by you know 200 percent. no you haven't listened to the show obviously Yes, I've, I've got a few podcasts I do. I do The Massive Attack with a mate, Joe. I do another one called Geek Dudes with Chris Fresh and Jonesy, and that's a not-safe-for-work geek podcast. And the same, guys, I do another podcast called Hey, Hey, It's the Podcast, where we recap Hey, Hey, It's Saturday um, episodes, which is an interesting nostalgia trip down memory lane, I can tell you now. <laughs> who it was the a fuck different came time. up with that idea? Like, uh, well... They bought out a service like Netflix where it was heyhey.tv and for six bucks a month, you can, it's all there. You watch it. That's very well spent. So literally after Geek Dudes recordings, we would watch episodes and comment on it. And I sort of like, hang on, there's a show in this. (laughs) And yeah, we started in 1995 and we're recapping from that. What, the podcast? Feels like that now. Um, but yeah, no, we started recapping 1995 episodes. So we've been doing two and a half years worth of shows. And um, yeah, it definitely was a different time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, uh, the awkward, mild racism of Australia's past. Mild. <laughs> <laughs> you leave blackface out of this. Um, yeah. There's, uh, there's always space for blackface. So. Lockdown, lockdown activity episodes are basically we're talking about masturbation for the next however long, right? That's that's what I'm ready for. Um, sure. All right. I'm doing it right okay, now. Good. Yep. Okay. Why don't you start us off then, Jace? <laughs> oh, I'm done. <laughs> like this is another one of those four minute episodes, right? <laughs> Time oh, for dear. cuddling. <laughs> four minutes, three and a half minutes of cuddling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, we thought we'd. we'd 
delve a bit deeper, we'll, we did a hobby episode a couple of, uh, a couple of nights ago. So why don't we do a bit of a pop culture type one? So it's lockdown. Some of us are restricted to our homes. Um, in our homes, there's a certain box with moving pictures on it called, I forget what it's called. Um, but what movies have you guys been watching? Movies? Well, um, I, I, I don't like that I've done this. And they're all legit. I've done it all legit. No pirates or anything like that. But um, I did watch The Suicide Squad mm-hmm. through a, well, maybe through a dodgy means of a VPN, but it was through a legitimate ca- account for HBO Max. It just isn't mine. Um, <laughs> and Yeah, and I ponied up the money to watch Black Widow at, you know, on Disney+. Plus. But I just okay. felt like I was cheating cinemas by watching these movies on my couch. It just didn't feel right. How, how often do you get to the cinemas, though? Oh, now. Well, in, Never. Not now, but <laughs> lockdown, ignoring lockdown, you're a regular cinema person. I was. I nearly said a different word. Mm. I, 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 I think I was. Like, pre-kids, um, mm-hmm. it was definitely like anything, you know, just go to the Nova, what's on kind of deal. Like, we had nothing to do on a Thursday night. Let's just go see a movie and not really care what was on. Um, then you're sort of, at, with kids, you have to pick and choose that mm-hmm. moment to go, all right, we're going to commit to a night out here. What are we going to go see? Um, but anything like a big Marvel film or something like that, it will be, you know, okay. try and get opening think, night, yeah, if especially possible, once the midnight kids. screening for the big ones. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, I mean, once I had kids, definitely my cinema I mean, going has not been as much as it was. No, but also my will to live has not been as much as it was. So, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> uh, I can remember, I'm trying to think of the movies that I've seen recently in the, in the cinema, and I can remember Glass, and I can remember Suicide Squad, the first one. I don't know if I can remember too uh, many after that. We, we took Charlie to, I think it was called Dragon Trainer. It was basically a knockoff How to Train Your Dragon, but that was la- the last movie I've seen in the cinema. <laughs> like, I'm now doing the, the parents and kids sessions and shit. Like, ugh. you really got to pick those because you, you want them to be good. You're committed. I One of the best things I did was when my son was really young, that the cinemas were showing, like, ABC, like a Thomas the Tank montage, like a bunch of episodes together and things like that. And there was a Hey Dougie one. And I put my hand up Ooh. for that one, saying, "Yeah, I'll go do that." So I don't know if you know the stick episode with the sticks on. Love the sticks episode <laughs> on the big screen with the surround sound system. It was the best thing ever. Stick, 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 <laughs> man! And I've just found my music for the episode. Excellent. <laughs> it's funny how good uh, Hey Dougie is. So- I, mean, I know Blue is great, but Hey Dougie is still my jam. When it comes to my kids TV. <sighs> Unfortunately, Bluey set standards for parenting way too high. So it's that that's my main issue with it. Well, I'm excited because tomorrow's, after we record this, I don't know if you want to give dates away, but um, it's Father's Day. That's We're announcing fine. a special Father's Day episode of Bluey. So I was like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I didn't know, but the character, like the voice actors that play Bandit and Chili have never met. Oh, wow. Yes, I heard that too, actually. That I, that blew my mind. Anyway, um, these are the things that excite me now. Um, <laughs> so let's do the one I haven't heard first because that way I can shut up for a bit. So talk to me because I know, I think what, 
Scarlett Johansson is currently suing around the non-theatrical release of Black Widow, if I remember rightly. Yes. Yes. Um, which is a whole other joyful, like, how do you do a theatrical release at the moment? Thanks. That's a great idea. But was it worth the money? Because I haven't spent it because it cost me more. Hmm. I think it, it definitely is. I was worried about this one. Being the first female-led or second female-led Marvel character um, film, it was going to be, please don't suck, because this is what happens. (laughs) As soon as it doesn't make money, it's like, oh, well, right, we're not making any more girl movies, because it didn't work, and she deserves better, because she is one of the hearts and souls of that whole universe. She's carried through Mm -hmm. so much, and, but I thought, what sort of, can you make a big enough picture around her, considering after we just had Endgame, it's sort of like, it's going to be... A smaller film, but it wasn't. It felt big. It was entertaining. Okay. It was fun. It was bombastic. And for me, I was impressed. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm sort of going off the James Bond franchise of late. Like, I just don't care mm-hmm. anymore. But I haven't Mission, watched any for ages. But the Mission Impossible films, I'm actually on board for. Like, they're actually kind of fun, and I'm more on board for that than James Bond. And this was on that same sort of level sort of global mm-hmm. espionage sort of spy movie with big ticket, you know, um, issues. And it was sort of like, okay. And I would be happy to see a franchise of her kicking butt around the world being a super spy. So I was I was really impressed. I was expecting it to be a smaller film, like an Ant-Man sort of thing, but I was impressed at how big yep. it was and how, felt, how big it felt. But, yeah, I felt okay. like I was cheating on it by sitting on the couch to watch it when it was like, ah, oh, I really yeah. should be in the cinema eating popcorn. Because I suppose the other criticism, right, has been that Black Widow as a character introduced into the Marvel franchise was kind of a, like zero character. Like it was basically there for sex appeal for the first couple and she's slowly developed character throughout it. So I suppose the other half of it is do they actually like, do they give her some room to actually do more than just kick ass? I think so. Cool. Brent, Oh, you haven't seen I it? I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. No, look, I'm Sorry, the same no. because, yeah, like, I, I have Disney+, Plus, but I haven't made the jump to spend, what is it, 30 bucks, 35 yeah, something like that. Yeah. To, to, if it was you uh, and a friend going, that's 30 bucks plus in your ticket sales anyway, so you're already saving uh, money. True, and, but I don't have friends. Oh, okay. That's that's fair. Um, no, and I, I've looked at it, gone. Oh, thirty bucks. Look, that's a movie is worth. You would pay thirty bucks to go see a movie, right? That that's fine. But I'm already paying for Disney Plus. Stop making me pay again. I don't like double dipping. So out of principle, <laughs> I've been avoiding it until someone really convinces me that I I desperately need to see it. It kind so of feels like um, paid for DLC on a game. Exactly that. Yep. Yeah. I, mean, I want to pay the ring. Yeah, that court case is going ahead, or I don't know if it's finalised or settled out of court. But yeah, the problem was it didn't get the cinema release. And Scarlett, to sign up on board, she did some sort of point sharing with the um, ticket sales. So obviously, yeah. there are no ticket sales when it goes to Disney Plus. And I guess there was no contract in place for this sort of thing. And that's what she's suing for. And I think she has every right to sort of go, well, this yeah. is not part of the plan. No, look, you you taking this approach to a release has cost me X amount. Therefore, exactly. please hand over the dollars. Yes. Um, no, it's absolutely fair, and it's. I feel like it's not the only one that's, that this has happened to recently. Um, yeah, it's, it's an awkward space, but no, all right. I'm. 
I mean, look, it's one of the ones I've wanted to justify spending the money on, and I just haven't because it felt wrong paying extra. Well, I know Cruella was paid for not that long ago, but it's up there now free, so you may not have to wait terribly long. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's it's one of those things, too, for me. Like, Marvel, I don't mind the films, but I'm still, I still want there to be decent DC films. Like, the Marvel <laughs> films are, are pretty and they're colourful and they're happy and they're everyone's they're all yeah, perfectly dancing fine. among rainbows. Yeah, exactly. It is. Um, so, you know, Black Widow being another Marvel film. That being said, I haven't seen... Wonder Woman 84 either. Oh, but, I watched that recently. Ouch. Yeah, <laughs> Go watch Black Widow. <laughs> I've heard that about Wonder Woman, which is why I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, look, Black Widow intrigues me, but it doesn't, like, it's not the sort of thing that me and the wife would go and see at the cinemas if we could go to the cinemas. So I haven't justified spending money for it like the wife's not a big marvel fan anyway so that's my live-in token friend anyway but uh the other one suicide squad or the suicide squad or was the first one the suicide squad no, this, this one is one's... the new one okay. is the suicide squad <laughs> uh thoughts because i know we've all seen that one some of us via hbo Things that aren't ours, and others by things that totally Arr. aren't ours. <laughs> ours. Um, I look. Suicide Squad was decent for me. I didn't love it. Like it's not something that I will go back and watch a lot of times. Um, it started off really interesting, and the way that. You haven't put a spoiler alert in. You've got to put a spoiler alert. I'll record one and I'll do something, yes. We will totally do a spoiler alert. So there is Um, zero. Excellent. So the earliness in the film where people started dying off (coughs) came came totally by surprise to me. I love that. I expected them to die because there were a lot of them. Just but I don't think I ex- soon. Yes, as soon as Weasel went into the water, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this is where we're going." And my my fears for for dear old the de- detachable kid Nathan Fillion were brought to right. life pretty quickly. <laughs> and and let's just so I suppose the two things I really appreciated with that was how dedicated they were to the advertising campaign to give the entire squad one the same amount of screen time yep. as squad two. Yep. And secondly, the the one scene Nathan Fillion actually plays as the detachable kid <laughs> and just how ineffective and flaccid the entire thing was. That was fantastic, and that the the javelin with um with Harley handing over the javelin and saying you know giving her the words of advice and and purpose and dying halfway through them was just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah did you see um DC Fandome last year? No, which, I didn't. Which was the online it's, convention? They did a two day yep. convention with a lot of trailers and teasers and talking to stars, mm-hmm. and that was the it's first coming time. Back. We saw- Yes, and that was the first time we saw the Suicide Squad. They put a little segment together for it, and they spent so much time on the javelin 
and all these other characters and savant and it's like okay and that some of these actors are known actors like they're sort of cool yep. they've got kitsch and all this it's like, okay this is going to be interesting and mm-hmm. yeah literally in the first five minutes if that they're gone it's, it's like wow best. <laughs> Uh, look, it started off great, and then just it bits of it kind of dragged for me. Yeah, like I loved Polka Dot Man. I loved, I loved the fact it was Starro. Yes. Um, the whole Harley thing was a bit much. Like the um, what is it? The lollipop chainsaw uh, moment where she's just running through and and all the, oh, the with the flowers and, and shit, flowers yeah. and shit. That was. Look, knowing now that it's from from Lollipop Chainsaw, because like that was one of the first things that James Gunn worked on, or something like that. But I totally uh, forgot that. Yeah, so knowing now that that's what it's from, and it's a homage to that, kind of makes a bit of sense. But not knowing that, it was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was. I mean, I enjoyed the movie for what it was. It had some excellent Mm -hmm. moments, but it meandered. In a way, like yes, said, the opening yeah, was completely. great, and the you know peacemaker and bloodsport taking out the village was a great moment. King Shark yes. was funny, but it, it was all just put together in a stew almost, mm-hmm. and it sort of came together yep. at the end with the nice action sequence. But yes. you could have taken Harley Quinn out altogether, really. Which yeah, and they, they kind of did. should. <laughs> Oh, she was the money But yeah, but having her off to a side, having her romance and that sort of section, you could take that out mm-hmm. of the film and it didn't really matter. Yeah. And true. King Shark was great for what he was, but you could have taken him out as well and it didn't really matter. So it was just. Yeah, look, he, he was there literally just as spot comedy mm. off and on. I did. So the only the weird things with Harley were firstly her actual introduction to the squad where she kind of just rocks up on the plane and you never actually know whether she's actually. Is she implanted? Is she actually part of the squad? Like they don't actually give her the same introduction they do the rest of them. So there was one piece there where she was off doing something else and you're like, why haven't they blown her up yet? Has has she got a chip? I don't know. What's going on? Um, That being said, the only bit I liked about that whole romance kind of arc that they went on was that little speech of hers of going – I've got really bad choice in guys. So if there's red flags for me, you just need to die completely. <laughs> like if these are going off for me, <laughs> um, I feel like it was almost worth it just for that moment, but you could have shortened that. To, <laughs> to yes. Yeah, totally. Look, unpredictable is not a word that you can really use for this movie at all, which is disappointing. I like, there wasn't much. Like, you see Starro, you see what's going on, and then she still has the goddamn javelin. And I go, all right, I see where this is going. Yeah. Um, like, it, it's, yeah. Like, the, the initial Team A bit, that took me by surprise. Yep. And then the rest of it was fairly paint-by-numbers. Like, the, even the Bloodsport uh, Peacemaker infiltrated into camp to rescue Rick Flag. It didn't. It wasn't long into that scene when I'm like, "These guys aren't bad guys." Mm, okay. Yeah. So, um, which I I thought, uh, yeah, whether it was just me going, it's going to be funnier if they're not bad guys and they're just competing to kill them all. Uh, but I, I did. From, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, 
I enjoyed it for what it was, but like you said, it's not something I'm going to watch again and again like a Guardians of the Galaxy. I would. But yeah. No. It would have been, I think, a great movie experience in the cinemas with a full cinema. I think with everyone else on board and the humour would have hit bigger and that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I think it suffered from being on the couch. No, but I also think, like... The Guardians is the, the direct comparison, right? That's pretty much what it's competing with. Um, and Guardians on the couch still works as well. Guardians in the cinema would have worked. Um, so I think oh, look, they did infinitely better at hitting the right tone for the movie. They've done infinitely better at creating the, the sense of fun that it should have. Um, I actually, I really liked the kind of central control control characters that we've introduced around. So, you know, it's, and fuck, I've just gone blank on what's her name. Um, Amanda Waller. Yeah. Uh, but actually having other people around mm-hmm. to go, it, it's now, there's other people with kind of a, a moral decision as to how they play this out and what they do was, was an interesting piece on it. Um, and it will be interesting when they do, cause I assume it will be a when and not an if and number three. Well, there's a Peacemaker can... TV show coming out mm-hmm. in January yep. uh, for HBO max. And I essentially, did you stay for the after credit sequence? Yes. Yes. Yep. So you, he's still alive Peacemaker. And I think those mm-hmm. two keepers or they're going to be the, that's that's going to be the show is him being sent mm-hmm. on missions and those two sort of monitoring him back in the van um, <laughs> and because I, I knew the show was being made because it was during COVID they made the yeah. first film and he had time and it, he liked yep. the character so much that James Gunn went and wrote a script for a series so I was like why not and they went and filmed it so yeah. it's amazing that way so I'm on board because I, I don't mind John Cena and the character was interesting enough how they're going to get a whole series out of him I have no idea um He's not a likable host, but um, and I was just wondering how much in the movie those characters were beefed up because of the series. Did they add it in sort of more later because of that? I'm mm-hmm. not sure because if I know my Amanda Waller from the first Suicide Squad movie, and this is so much better than that first one, so that's one thing it's got for it. Um, but that Amanda Low Waller, bar. yeah, <laughs> but it, there is no way that woman who knocks her out gets out alive. There's yeah, exactly. That, as, as soon as they did that, I was, yeah, knowing Amanda Waller, there's no way they're not, they're there a week later. No. Yeah. Okay. So that was a weird take. It's like, no, because this is the problem being a comics fan watching these sort of things. It's like, no, that wouldn't work. <laughs> Not yeah. But equally, I feel like I feel like the the lead up to that scene actually didn't really work too well. That you had Amanda Waller as kind of she lost control of that whole piece, and mm. she always in everything I've seen, she's kind of yes, yeah, she gets angry, but she's always. she's always that step ahead. It's always that in control. It's always that voice of authority, and she lost the voice of authority in this movie, and that's probably the piece that was weirdest for me. Um, even in that yeah, whole movie, yelling, yeah. Because in that yeah, first movie, so- there's a bit where she's taken out in the helicopter. You know, she just got a helicopter crash. They've saved her, and she's straight into boss mode. You know, she's not yeah. flustered by any of that. It's like, no, this is one badass, you know, person. Yeah. And she didn't get that in this movie. Yeah. And no. no, they just didn't walk the way that she wanted, and she lost her mind, like, and threw a tantrum. It just, it didn't feel credible. Um, that was probably. The, It'll be interesting to see how they re-establish her credibility or authority in that. If they, you know, 
with the rest of it as well. Because you're right, no one, no one who has crossed her should live. <laughs> and if they do do a third one, like, what's it going to be called? A Suicide Squad? Like, where do they go from there with the titles? No, well, they could say Suicide they're back Squad? in Suicide Squad 2 and then James Gunn comes back for a fourth and it's The Suicide Squad 2. <laughs> Have, speaking of which, I did want to talk to you about this, Mitch. Like, the we had the whole release the Snyder Cut yes. and now they're talking about release the Ayo Cut for mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. Is that going to get traction, do you think? Not as much. No. I mean, I, I would love to see it. I would love to see mm. the um, Lord and Miller version of Solo as well. You know, there's all these movies that have got that have been severely recut because I know mm. I know the Suicide, sorry, Suicide Squad, the David Ayer version. Like, because it was after Guardians of the Galaxy came out and was so popular, they did yep. the trailer, and the guys who cut the trailer did the the whole Bohemian Rhapsody music montage to it and people yep. got on board for that and they go quick so they took the movie off david ayer and gave it to the editors of the trailer to cut and finish and so that's why it's such a mess because it is not his vision you know the joker yep. as much I, mean, I know you're a big joker fan so i don't know what your take yeah, on jared leto is but um you know he he you know he's an academy award-winning actor yes he's a bit of a dick but he yeah. signed on board to play a character that he took on board. He, you know, he took a lot of stuff on board to be it, and we never got anything in that movie. So how no, much was I, cut out of him? That, the, the scenes they left were the ones that they could have cut and not changed the movie, right? He, but they'd already put I it in the trailer. So he was supposed to be the big bad anyway. And I know that in the original cut, they definitely went into a bit more of the, the toxic side of the relationship with Joker Harley for, for what suicide squad was. I really enjoyed the Joker Harley relationship that they had there, but it was very sweet. It wasn't abusive so much as the comics are, um, which I kind of liked for a different take. And I didn't mind Jared Leto as, as Joker. He was, a different look. Once I got over the the gold teeth, I was like, okay, yeah, let's see see what happens. Because uh, if the Dark Knight has taught me anything, it's never to judge casting until I see it. And because he says, staring at Robert Patterson as Batman. Uh, I, look, oh, I don't back care. Masturbation again, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Like. I'll, I'll watch Robert Patterson as Batman and I will make my judgment then. Um, I, and I've always done this with people. So why I don't, I didn't do it with actors really frustrates me. I've never, never taken anybody's opinion of someone as my own until I've met them and formed my own opinion. So why I was so anti Heath as Joker when Dark Knight was announced, I don't know, but that a taught me a lesson. Yeah, but I was I one of them. Yeah, look, I, I don't That's know. That's an why. underrated movie. It is, it is. Uh, but you know, I when they announced Batfleck, people were against Affleck as Batman. I was like, nah, let's see what he does. When they announced Patterson, as much as a joke as it was before they announced it, um, because there are always jokes about, well, what if Robert Patterson was Batman? Um, I'll wait and see it. And you know, the trailer has has me intrigued. I mean, it looks like an interesting film. 
But yeah. how do you, I mean, I know there's so much DC content out there for different ages, but I would love to take my kids to see a DC superhero film. There aren't any. Mm-hmm. No. Aquaman, Sh- I've shown him. Shazam? Yeah, that's true. So Shazam that- and Aquaman. But, you know, I can't show them any of the Zack Snyder, you know, Justice League movie or anything like that. No. I can't show them this Batman film, that's for sure. No, very true. Um, shall we move away? Let's. Any other movies you've seen, either of you? Nope. Look, the only one, and it's not really worth a, uh, a real in-depth review. I watched America, the motion picture, the other night because I needed to switch my brain off, um, and it achieved exactly that end. And that's about where I live. I feel like it, I got giggles, so I feel like it, it literally just ticked the box for hitting that kind of stupid. American South Parky kind of humor moment. And I feel like if I knew anything about American history, it probably would have even been funnier. What is but it? I have no pro- idea what this is. So, animated it's a mockumentary, movie. isn't it? Yeah. So, animated mockumentary on the history of America. Um, it kicks off with um, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln as friends, as, as kind of the, the we're going to free the slaves and fight, fight off the British and everything. Um, Abe Lincoln gets killed and George Washington has chainsaws that spring out of his arms and goes on a rampage. He then picks up um, Samuel Adams, who's basically running a frat. Um, uh, Nikola Tesla, who is an Iron Man equivalent style. <laughs> character fight off against Edison by any chance because if you're going to do the history no they don't they they don't really talk they don't really leave Edison into it but the basically the big end battle of the to give you a sense of where this goes the big battle at the end they've got like a giant Voltron style clock tower Big Ben from the British um (laughs) who are trying to turn everyone British by changing the rain to tea like it's proper <laughs> stupid. Fine. That sounds like the it's, perfect COVID watching. It's glorious. Um, in that, I didn't. And Channing Tatum is the voice of George Washington, who also produced it. It's okay. Because when you mention it to me, I, I I have seen some sort of America mockumentary type movie on Netflix. That is it, but it wasn't animated. Oh, okay. It, this was one was it. just yeah. I can't remember. So no. I'll have to go back. I might, I'm intrigued now because I do know a bit of American history. I did grow up there for a couple of years. So I've got a bit of background. So I might have to watch it. Yeah. Now, as I said, for a, a couple of hours, I've just turned the brain off and giggle. It, it ticked all those boxes. So not, and in that kind of South Parky way where there was cleverness to some of the jokes and then there was just stupidity and, and, bodily fluids and whatnot. So, Is it by you know, Parker and Stone or just a South Park? No. Oh, okay. it, it's just that kind of, yeah, it's yeah. just they've tried to hit that similar kind of tone, I don't know, that that kind of pace where it's just stupid shit happens. Um, as I said, the second George Washington got angry and had chainsaws come out Wolverine style of his arms. Um, <laughs> and then the time it doesn't work, someone had, uh, had siphoned his gas, you know. <laughs> It's, 
this kind oh, of God. stupidness. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was the only one I either watch. It, it was actually look, probably if you've got a couple of hours on your board, it was is probably worth a, a watch. But set set the bar low, and right. the brain to off. Well, I've just realised that you know we obviously are not professionals at this because if we were professionals, I would have gone first with this movie because it's a stupid one to finish on. But the other movie that I watched recently, again, um, was Southland Tales. I'm so sorry. I Look, <laughs> I watched it because I remember watching it years ago and thinking it's pretty, I don't know what's going on, but it's kind of weird and pretty. And I watched it again. And I think I had less of an idea this time about what it was about than I did last time. Like, well, the first you know, time you were probably looking for meaning, going, oh, this is going to mean something, this is going to mean something, and at the end it doesn't. And because you watched it a second time, you know none of it means anything. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was bizarre. And, uh, yeah, I can't really recommend it. It's got, like, The Rock, Sean William Scott, Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, fucking Justin Timberlake's Timberlake. in it. Um, oh, what's her name? The girl that plays, oh, I've forgotten her name now, and I love her. Uh, Miranda Richardson, who plays Queenie in uh, season two of Blackadder. She's in it. Um, and it's just, it's just a weird, weird film. I got it out of my, uh, my DVD collection. I'm like, I haven't seen this in years. He made Donnie Darko. And yeah, everyone and thought then he was he did the that. Kin. Then he made that, and it's like, uh huh. And then he made what, the box, and no one can. <laughs> uh, I'm actually more impressed that, was... that you have it in your DVD collection. Well, He's a big Timberlake fan. <laughs> I do look. There is that scene where where Justin Timberlake walks through a singing like the a, killers, yeah, yeah, singing the killers in the skee ball arcade. Like that scene's pretty cool. It has nothing to do with anything, which. Is pretty much the sums up the whole fucking movie. <laughs> so yeah, let's finish movies on that, shall we? That was perfect. <laughs> uh, TV shows. Guys, been watching anything on TV now? Mitch, you mentioned Titans season three. Hi. I love season one, season two, season two a little bit less than season one actually for me. Um, but how is season three going? I'm only two episodes in, and I think it's my favourite so far. Okay, I, I like I actually like season two more than season one, only because it was less of the mystery box. Like everyone mm-hmm. was sort of figuring out who they were. You know, Starfire didn't know who she was. Raven was going through her thing. Yeah. Um, second season seemed a little more grounded, and then they tried to introduce Deathstroke and all that sort of stuff. But this one. It's got crypto in it, and that's all that matters. I'm a big Superman <laughs> fan, in case you don't know. Um, so it was funny at the end of season one, that last episode, when you you saw a silhouette of Superboy, and he was the biggest mm-hmm. jackedest bloke <laughs> you've got. And then when you see him in season two, it's like, no, nah, it's just a dude. But, um, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like the Superboy and the crypto. I, you know, Hawk and Dove, I'm a massive Rob Liefeld fan. And I, I'm a fan because I picked up the first issue of Hawk and Dove back in 1988 or whatever year I bought it. So mm-hmm. I've been a fan for that long. So seeing them, I can't believe, as a comic book fan in the 80s and 90s, to actually see these characters, like, yes, we can get Superman and Batman all the time, but to see Hawk and Dove on the screen is ridiculous. Um, 
yeah, so I'm only two episodes in. It's very Gotham-centric this time around, and a lot of Batman going on. And it's not your, it's not your average Batman, that's for sure. Um, it's it's still uh, what's his face from Game of Thrones, isn't that's it? That's the one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, He's grumpy. <laughs> Even grumpier than the Batman Beyond version of Bruce Wayne. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really, really digging it. So that's again, I'm using my. Um, Absconded yep. um, HBO Max to watch that at the moment. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, what about you, Jace? What have you been watching? Uh, of value to this, <laughs> I suppose the <laughs> um, so the ones uh, Marvel What If has been the latest in that that whole yep. not quite MCU thing <laughs> that is going so on at the moment. To, we're up to season f- uh, episode four. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen them, Mitch? I've seen the first three. Pick okay. a spoiler away if you want to talk. That's fine. Cool. Uh, see, episode two is still my favourite. So Star-Lord. the uh, Star Lord one, yes. Uh, the the first one with uh, Captain Brick. What do they call her? Yeah, Captain Carter. Captain they just call her Captain Carter. Yeah, that was. It wasn't bad. But it wasn't anything out of the ordinary, really. Fun- fundamentally, the issue I have with that episode, as much as I like the take on it, is nothing changed. Hmm. Like, like it, it, I'm, I'm looking for these kind of sliding door moments where, and, and I've resigned myself to the fact that they are sticking to MCU um, because the frustrating thing is there is so much more you could go if you – let it out. But let's be honest, we're just fluffing everyone until we can release another large cinematic thing. Um, So, all right, we're doing MCU, but I feel like I want to see these little sliding door moments where something little happens and it makes a massive ass change over here. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's probably the piece that I didn't get out of the first one. Whereas at least you had, you know, uh, you know, the, the second episode where you've got a different star Lord, Whole, everything changed. Everything. Yeah. You've got, you Thanos know, Thanos is a good guy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> they made friends. Yes, <laughs> that cracked me up. I like, and yeah, that's exactly what I liked about it. Uh, episode three was the Avengers, Avengers died. didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, and that had interesting. That was an interesting one for me. I didn't mind that one. Episode four is Doctor Strange, and. Out of all the things they could have done with Doctor Strange, it just seemed like a very eh kind of episode. I feel like the entire point of that episode was to show how much they could change um, by mm. a decision or a an event. And they, they went to the nth degree extreme there, but did it make for entertaining yeah. episode? Yeah, no. no, it wasn't wasn't my favourite. I think so, two, then three, then probably four, then one for me. Okay. Because I found, I was wondering, like the first one, it was pretty much the same plot as the first Avenger, but just Captain yep. Carter took the role. But the fact yep. they ended a giant mech was was great for me. Yeah. Like, I want that toy. I love giant yep. old, old school diesel punk robots. Give me that. Um, yeah. Or you can I get a pop of her on top of it if you like. I'd pop her. No. Um, but I would, <laughs> I did like the choreography in the fight scene, like the taking down the aeroplanes. Yes. When she's doing that scene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good, absolutely gorgeous. So I do like that. The, the T'Challa one was great. 
like just by doing it. But like what you said, you I've read a lot of what if comics over the last you know thirty years of reading comics, and because the MCU, oh, it's the Melbourne the Marvel comic universe is so big. You can do a what if story about a obscure character or do those little moments and just yep. it sets off big things in motion. But because they are tied to the MCU, it's sort of like, oh, all right, this is just Captain America, but not Captain America. The T'Challa one was a bit of a deviation. It's like, that's a strange thing to put together, but it was interesting. And I did wonder if they were putting together an alternative storyline, but obviously they didn't with, I was wondering with the first one, it's like, oh, we're going to get to an Avengers Endgame, but with all the different what-ifs together coming towards it. But no, the fact that you know, they introduced Thanos not doing what he did. Thanos-y um, things, yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, he's still talking about it at the party. So I think it's, it's at the back of his head. He still could, he, he might come around. <laughs> <laughs> this may change. Um, so I yeah, wonder, right. is this something they could do? Could you pull them all together and have a movie at the end of this and say, all right, here's all the what-if storylines. This is the, an alternative take of the Marvel Universe. Uh, let's probably say no with episode four. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering I, how many. Oh, there's 18 episodes. That's that's a fair chunk. That sounds like a lot. It does, doesn't it? I was just thinking most movies, but yeah, yeah. Look, why an idea? <laughs> yeah, but for why me. are we doing one for Iron Man three? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if movies? Just not a fun one. Ah, uh, look, it's nine episodes and nine episodes in season two, whenever that is. Okay. Uh, okay. Good old IMDb. Um, but it'd be really interesting, like, if, like, episode eight or nine, for example, was introducing new characters, even if it's introducing the Eternals and sort of leading into the next movie, yep. but doing something more than just, here's this person from the movies. You, you just want to see X-Men... Let's be honest. Look, you know, ideally, like one of my one of my favorite what ifs was, what if the Fantastic Four or the new Fantastic Four became kept going? It was Wolverine, Ghost Rider, Spidey, and Hulk mm-hmm. were the Fantastic Four, and like, yeah, you could do that. You've seen most of them in at least MCU films, if not MCU uh, TV shows. I'm ignoring. The uh, the Nick Cage stuff here, as we <laughs> all should have do in life as a general. Well, the second one was was directed by the Crank guys, so yeah. that was yeah. I just love the take that everything he drove became fiery, and you got that big yes. moving equipment, and that became fiery. It's like that's an awesome idea, and if you look at the cast of that movie, you just help us in that as well. It's pretty cool. Oh, like, is he? Just, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. I'll I'll give it that much. Yeah, sort of like I mean, it was right, on so. TV recently. I'm like, oh my god, who's in this? They're in this. Okay, fair enough. I did ca- I did catch a moment of it on TV when it was on recently, and I was like, ah, oh, should I watch this again? I watched about five minutes. So I was like, I I obviously didn't watch the right five minutes because it was off again. Fair enough. Look, but, that, that can be said about most Nicolas Cage movies, to be honest. Yeah, but this is bugfuck crazy Nick Cage. They're the ones you want to watch nowadays. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. What's his latest movie? Oink or something? Or Pig. It's just called Pig. And it's basically John Wick, but his pig gets stolen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Noting that down for later. <laughs> What was uh, what was the last one I watched of his? It was him in like a Five Nights at Freddy's scenario. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he brought out a bunch at the same amount of time, like Mandy and a few others. It was just, I oh know Mandy was the Schwarzenegger. Mandy is, uh, yeah, he's been, days. he's done a lot of movies lately. Willie's Wonderland. And it was legitimately like he gets like a flat tire or something, has to get it fixed. And while they're fixing it, he's offered like a night to look after a like a Chuck E. Cheese type restaurant with animatronic animals. And they all, of course, are possessed by Satan and come alive during the evening and try and kill anyone that's there. All animal tr- animatronic animals are exactly, yeah. exactly. This, this is yeah. And and the funny thing was, and I didn't quite. Uh, it took me about half the film to to realize this, but he doesn't have any speaking lines. He grunts, he makes noises, but he does not say a word the whole film. <laughs> it wasn't a great film, but it was no. But him speaking wouldn't have improved that. So <laughs> no. Willy's Wonderland. I think I've seen a movie named that, but I think it was a different plot for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. All right. What if um, I did finish season one of MODOK? I don't know if you've watched this. I, have I don't think I finished episode one. Yeah. I pushed I myself. I, liked, I wanted to like it. But I liked the concept of it, but it was just I got to sort of partway through and I just stopped it for some reason and never went back. It was just like it was I, fine, but I just, yeah. It was very Robot Chicken, but it was very much the bad episodes of Robot Chicken. Well, the thing with Robot Chicken is that you're in and out in 20 seconds with a gag. Yeah, yeah. And the gags took a while and they weren't, the payoff wasn't good enough. And it's all set up for season two, of course. But I finished, I, I persevered and I stuck through. And like, I gee, being, that was a. I was a comic book fan and I would watch anything, even slightly science fiction related or whatever. And, you know, I'd watch Mutant X for God's sake. That was terrible. And nowadays I can't even watch all the good stuff, let alone everything. Yes. Well, that's true. I think I've tapped out of a lot of comic shows when yeah you're right i would like a couple of years ago god i would have eaten it up um i think i'm i'm, I'm pretty much out of the cw shows i've given up on them uh, i love legends of tomorrow being a superman fan yeah. superman and lois yeah. has moments and yeah i gave up on arrow a few years ago flash if we've got nothing to watch We'll put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Supergirl, it finishes this season, so we've come this far, we're going to finish it off. But, yeah. yeah true. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm probably a season behind in, uh, I don't know, maybe depending on COVID, I might not even be that. I did catch up at one point, but Flash was the one that did it for me. I did enjoy Flash. Flash Arrow... was probably the pick as far as I'm concerned. The rest of them I kind of watched some and went, yeah. Legend of Tomorrow is crazy now. Like they, The first season was hard yes. to watch. Second yeah, season it, got better, true. and then now it's just silly. The stupidest. They had an animated episode the other day, so you know that's where they've gone. Oh, it did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, is um, Constantine still? Yes. yes. Good. Okay, so he he would be a good reason for me to keep watching because I love him. He was really good. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, there's so many. 
I, I never watched my uh, Agents of Shield that much. Uh, I watched a couple of episodes. I couldn't get into it. Um, with Arrow, I did try once way back in the day to watch it, and I got a couple of episodes in, and I remember complaining to my friend, just going, it's just very same, same. And they responded to me with, I'll wait till you get to season three. That's when it really starts getting good. Yeah, it's a problem. Like, you shouldn't have to wait that long. <laughs> no, no. It, it you get us me, in episode three, all right. Yeah, yeah I'll push through. But <laughs> It took me many years to, to try again. <laughs> Jace, you've finished Revelations now. I have finished Revelations now. Finally. Thoughts? I wasn't that far behind. Shit. A couple uh, of weeks. Took you a couple of weeks to catch up. Yeah, I, I, I watched the first half of it, or more than the first half of it, in a night and then just didn't for a couple of weeks. Um, and, it, look, it was almost worth it just watching you wanted to talk about it. Um, but, see, what I've done now is save it for this episode, and you're welcome. It's, this is almost forethought. Sorry. Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> it's foreplay for the forethought. Um, what did I think? I, 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 I kind of dig it on a couple of, couple of levels in that the nostalgia thing is high. Like that was, that was amazing. The casting next fucking level. Um, but I kind of like the fact that they called it Masters of the Universe, not He-Man and, and then he was kind of a bit part for most of it. I kind of I love that. I'm like, you know, there are other characters. It doesn't have to be giant muscly guy punches dude roll credits. You know, look both ways before crossing the street. Um, I did miss I, the morals. I have no point of reference for life now. I was kind of hoping that they would do refreshed ones. That would be fu- that would be fun. Um, and Silent Bob style. That would have been good. <laughs> I I did try and watch the old series. This is probably fifteen years ago, and I picked up a DVD of the old series, and I thought, great, okay, here we go. Got home, watched the first couple of episodes, and went. I need to be on drugs for this or something because I can't do this. Yeah, like, there's. I've done that with a few. I did that with Silverhawks. I did it with a few of the old animated ones. I reckon I did it with Thundercats and had a similar issue. Tiger Sharks uh, stood the triumphant. Yeah, biker mice. No, um, <laughs> um, yeah, and I just going back to them. It, it's just, honestly, if there is a moral to this episode, it is just let those sleeping dogs lie where they are and revel in the nostalgia. Don't go back and, and cast the harsh light of reality on them. Uh, <laughs> um, a few years ago, someone recreated an episode, or they, they made their own episode of the Master Universe, like the traditional 80s style, and it was yep. spot on. And It was eight minutes long. I didn't even last the eight minutes, but it was so spot on. But it was boring. <laughs> Because it was, it, it felt like it. The pacing was the same. The animation was the same. The music, the sound effects, everything was there. But it's like, yep, I get it. <laughs> so halfway through, I'm like, I'm out because I don't care where this is going. <laughs> and leading up to the new masters, I've been throwing it on YouTube, letting my kids watch episodes here and there. And it's fine background stuff, but like for you to go down, like, I'm going to be nostalgic. I'm going to put a CD on. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch this. It's like, no, I'm not eight anymore. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, simpler times 
I loved uh, Revelations, though. I really did. It was uh, it was different enough, but still similar enough to to really drag me in. Told yeah. Story. Yeah, 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 exactly. The whole thing told the story. The voice acting, like you said, was phenomenal. Um, the only thing I couldn't really do was Kevin Conroy as Merman because I kept on hearing Batman. Um, but everybody else, like like Henry Rollins as Triclops, was fucking fantastic. That is, and look, I think you know it's things like that. It's the Triclops arc in that that you need to know the background and everything to, to really appreciate how different this is. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it that demonstrates why not just doing a rinse and repeat on what they did before is so much a better idea because you can insert shit like the, the Triclops cult. Um, well, I played with the idea because it's He-Man or Master Universe is such a crazy... Well, it started off with a toy. Then they bought yeah. out the mini comics with the toy. So the mini comics told a story. And you've got this castle that looks like a skull. That's a good guy's home. (laughs) And then you've you've got these barbarians and sorcerers and all this sort of stuff. And then, and when the cartoon comes out, it's all this moralistic, very simple PG show with Mm -hmm. crazy technology and magic. So it's a crazy world. So to, to extrapolate what Kevin Smith and the guys have done, you know, they're going, all right, so magic died when He-Man and Skeletor merged and did all that crap. And the, and the magic disappeared. So the technology is rising. And it's just, oh, okay. So they've actually thought about this weird world that doesn't, you know, it makes its own sense. And go, what, uh, what happens here? You know, it's really cool. Yeah. And it's only now going back because, you know, eight-year-old me just went, great, this guy has, mag- has magic and this guy has a gun. Cool. Um, <laughs> well, it has everything. Now. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is everything I like. Yeah. It's like they've designed toys. Exactly. I mean, Mechanic. It's all about the action feature. What does he do? He can look over a hedge. That's it. But I love it because it was a what really was cool this, toy. What was this? <laughs> that was that was a twisty little thing. His little thing that's pops what up. Mechanic does. Yeah, and I just love it as an idea because I, I had Star Wars figures before Masters came out, and they were great because they represented characters I saw on the screen. And we didn't have video back then, so we had to recreate Star Wars with our figures, and that was all fun. Yep. But then when Masters came out, the figures were so much more big and blokey and beefy. But they did stuff. I was like, yes. yeah, this is cool. And they were my favorite. Like, the ones that really did stuff were my favorite. Like, Cobra Khan was a huge guy for me because he was a tiny little fucking water pistol. Yes. <laughs> and I still get my kids with him to this day. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was, yeah, the cool thing about it was it was legitimately just toys that did cool shit because this was the most that toys did. Like, this was unreal. And then they had to somehow wrap plot around the shit that that toys That was how they sold it, wasn't it? It was like, we've got these toys we're putting out. They were Conan toys, but now they're He-Man toys. Okay, what else you got? Oh, they're going to come with comics. Okay, that's better. What else have you got? We're going to do a TV show. All right, sold. Let's take them. Yeah. And then they had to come up with this TV show and, and the comics and the TV show. Like, characters in the TV show were different to the comics. Like, uh, what was it, Zodak? Zodak was a bad guy in the comics and a good guy in the show or vice versa or something. I think they pretty yeah. much gave it to the, to the animators and said, or the company and said, just make it. Yes. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't the 
The good thing is, though, is so much of the comics translated over to the show because the naming conventions were so literal, there was no interpretation required. <laughs> Fisto, what's he do? Hmm. <laughs> Best name ever. <laughs> oh, shit. They did, did you see, too, they've done a on Netflix series a behind-the-scenes for Revelations? which is pretty much just half an hour of Kevin Smith and the chick that does, I've totally forgotten her name. Tila's friend, yeah. Yeah, Tila's friend. Tila's friend that's a girl that's not a girlfriend. Uh, And then just having quick chats with the voice cast of the show. So it doesn't really give you anything else, but it's kind of cool to see Henry Rollins and Jay Muse on the same stage and, you know, they cut to a obviously a COVID Zoom call with Mark Hamill and everyone else. It was it was kind of cool to watch, but it didn't really give you. It was more an ad for the show it's, than anything else. The one thing it gave me because I love the voice cast. They got together mm-hmm. was great, and Mark Hamill was good as Skeletor, but they actually had Oppenheimer on as a guest on this thing because yes. he was the voice yes. of who was he? Skeletor. No, 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 Moss Man. Mossman. Mossman. Yeah. But they, they're interviewing him and they asked him, and, and he did the skeletal voice. And, yes. it was, and it's like, oh, I really miss that. I like, <laughs> I'm not nice. I don't want to be nice. I was just like, yeah, I want that version still. But yeah, Mark Hamill was good, but I kind of, that was the one He's, thing I wouldn't yeah. have touched. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see with the new series coming out what their interpretation is. Because I did watch. I'm probably jumping ahead, but I did watch that trailer as well for the, whatever they call it, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Is that what the new show's called? Oh, yes, the new. The animated kids version. The kiddies one, yep. Yes. Very different. A lot more different than I thought it would be. But. uh, It's for a different audience. Yeah, Yeah, well, absolutely. And I think they need to do it. Because you look at some of these evergreen franchises now, like the Turtles haven't really been out of consciousness. We've got new mm-hmm. cartoons every couple of years, so therefore there's a new fan base coming through every time, and it keeps it going. And Transformers yes. the same. I don't think Transformers has ever been out of some sort of production. No. And He-Man has. So the problem is when you come back, it's like Thundercats, when they brought back Thundercats Raw. Did you ever see mm-hmm. that? That was Didn't bother. No, I don't know anyone who did. I was like, "What? why are you doing this? Um, so, yeah, so with Masters bringing, because the 2000X series was pretty good, but it okay. didn't really tap in to the people who, you know, to sell toys. I mean, that was 2001, I think it came out. So you didn't have all your Netflix and everything competing. You, you still could release something and try and make something happen, and the toys yep. would sell okay. Nowadays, you know, toys... Don't, kids don't buy toys, I don't think. Parents buy kids' toys and hope they play with them. But, um, yeah. But, but I mean, maybe and that's why I look at it, but it's maybe the cartoons or the shows they're watching are very different. So, this is the show aimed at the kids. And we've got two Master of the Universe shows come out within six months of each other, and that's amazing. It's like, okay, that's fantastic. One of them's going to work, if not both. Beautiful. <laughs> and we get more toys. Yes. Have you? Are you buying any of the Revelations toys? 
Um, if I see them in the wild, which is what we call when we see them in the shops, if we go past, I would probably jump. I'm not going out of my way to find them. I did actually pony up over $200 for a Mondo Man-at-Arms figure recently, so I, I think I'm done. That. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need any more. But even the kids, I do like a battle cat. I, probably, yep. I might buy a battle cat if I see one in the wild because it is pushing up the $100 mark for a... Yeah. It's a silly dolly. Why are we doing this? <laughs> and let's be honest, Panthor was furry when he came out. Like you had that oh, little... flocked yeah. one. Yes. Oh, yes. Glorious. Yes. Uh, look, Panthor's already out for the Origins line. I think Battle Cats very soon. I think um, there's a. I'm trying to limit myself with Origins, but because they're so similar to the old style. I'm okay, this is where I get confused. Them. So Origins is the recreation of the original toys released Correct. now. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple of those, but it's the Revelations mm-hmm. ones that are the expensive ones. Yeah. Which is based on so, the new cartoon. Yes. Revelations, I'm not sure if I'm going to pull a plug on any of them, although that Scare Glow SDCC one looked really cool and... I know they're bringing out one which is the same, just not in the fancy SDCC packaging. So, and you know they're going to bring out a uh, a buffed out Skeletor. Yeah, there's there's a Skeletor God toy. Oh, oh, ah, there we go. (sighs) Oh, so many memories. I do have my Battle Cat Origins. I've I've bought so far. Ooh, oh yes, no, I want that one. I want that. I want Scarecrow. I want Trapjaw. Please stop showing uh, me these. <laughs> stop it. No, you're not stopping. Show and tell time. So, for all those listening on a purely audio medium, <laughs> currently, is everybody. the other two are just showing me toys that I would like to own and don't, or the toys mainly that I used to own and no longer own and would like to re-own. Yes. Uh, Which is, yeah, all my He-Man toys went missing in a move once, and so I did buy a about a dozen of them off a guy for about a hundred bucks a couple of years ago. And some of them you did well. were, I did very well mm. at the time. And I got, you know, I got a Cobra Khan out of that, which was you know, my second favorite barring trap jaw. Um, I got a leech, which was one of my favorites. I'm looking at them now. Roboto, buzz off. See, leech Fisto. did things. <laughs> leech did things. Yeah, leech did things. He was great. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I've limited myself so far. I've got He-Man and, and Skeletor for Origins. I do have Ram Man put aside for me at work. I just haven't pulled the plug on him yet. He did things. Now you want to talk about toys oh, that did yes. things. Well, we didn't Ram get him in Revelations. There was a few characters that didn't turn up. So yeah, that's I'm expecting, true. Which is great because we can look forward because mm. they're not going to not have Ram Man. No, Ram Man was the coolest. Like one too many hits to the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you listen to Kevin Smith podcast? Um, Fat yes. Man on Batman? Yes, and he I has do. the guy who did Orko's voice as a guest. And yes. they actually, was it DMX? They said they dropped the actor who was like, oh, I, I didn't get to record with. And they dropped an actor's name. Yes, and Kevin's like, right. yep. we don't actually, that's not actually out yet. <laughs> but he's, he's like, oh, well, there you go. He's playing a character. So there's still characters that we have not seen yet. So, um, yeah. They're not going to skimp on Rare Man, I'm sure. It's going to no, be a triumphant sure return. <laughs> um, oh, man, I could talk about He-Man all night. 
Yeah, this is dangerous. This but is revelations, dangerous. overall thoughts, like because obviously the the main major criticism was that He Man was largely absent. I don't mind that. I kind of kind of. He Man was always the most boring character for me. He didn't hit stuff with his head like Ram Man or <laughs> smell like Stinkor. <laughs> I love that they had a Stinkor moment too. That was glorious. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I kind of dig it. I kind of love that they dropped the the last episode on an absolute cliche cliffhanger. He <laughs> just um, sniffed his Stinkor. I just sniffed my Stinkor. It's a bad thing. <laughs> Um, um, like, so you you watched it over because I don't think that like we, I binged it. I binged it in that one day. I watched it all in one session. Um, yeah, and it worked really well for me. Is that? And you waited that little bit to finish it. I I had a couple of weeks between a couple of weeks. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I between, think I, I watched all five in in the first night. I think yeah. the next day you'd watch the first three. Yeah, I'd watch three, and then I watched another two. And it was like the last two days two ago in another day. Yeah, because <laughs> um, as much as I love the weekly, like Mandalorian dropping once a week, fantastic, yeah. gives you a week to process, rewatch all those sort of things. But you know, and I know a lot of people want to binge it and watch it in one go, like Stranger Things when that comes out. But this, I think, worked in that binge-worthy. Like, it was, what, two-and-a-half-hour movie, essentially, not even two yeah. hours. Yep. And it worked okay. It told a nice story, and you're in and out. The pacing didn't leave. If I had to wait a week between episodes, I don't know if I would have got enough. Yeah. No, and I think it only worked because I did three and then two, so it kind of felt chunky enough. Yeah. Um, and I think the two only worked because they were the last two as well. <laughs> so. mm. Yeah, you go. I need to watch more now. Oh, how long do I have to wait? I hate you all. Um, well, I put it on. My kids are there, so I've got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. And the seven-year-old was bored. He left after two, but my five-year-old sat with me the whole way. I was like, "Oh wow, okay." Oh, she's a convert. I'm still, uh, I'm still struggling with my kids. Scareglow scared her a little bit. <laughs> it was a bit freaky. <laughs> is really good. Like to have uh, Candyman guy do it. Tony Todd. Yes, I love his voice. He's <laughs> just perfect for that role. Um, any other TV guys? I did. Did you watch Ted Lasso? Have any of you guys got Apple TV Plus? No. no. It's perfect COVID watching because it is so pleasant. It's, <laughs> it's oh, I forget the name of the actor. He's a Saturday Night Live guy. Um, mm-hmm. And it's he plays a positive like football coach in American football coach who gets hired to coach a soccer team in England a Premier League soccer team no I did hear about this it's very much like Major League where the owner actually wants she's divorced her husband who owned the football team and she got the football team in the divorce so she kind of wants to screw the team over so she hires this guy who's totally inappropriate for it but he's just this incredibly likable positive guy running this soccer team that doesn't want in there. Okay. And it wins you over. It's just pleasant. It's just lovely. You just feel good about it. And I got a free <laughs> Apple TV Plus years subscription with my phone, which was great. Okay. So I watched it. And they just dropped season two, which was cool. So I watched the first episode. And then it's like, no, your years run out. It's like, damn it. <laughs> so, and that oh. was dropping once a week. So I was like, oh, yeah. I've already got enough screaming services now. Do I need another one? Uh, I'll find it some That's other it. way. It's getting ridiculous. Like, I've got, what have I got here? I've 
currently got Prime, Netflix, and Disney. Yeah. And access to Stan, though I only remembered I had access to Stan today when the person whose access I have said, were you watching My Little Pony today? I'm like, should I have been? <laughs> and then rem- then I remembered that the kids were watching My Little Pony this morning. I'm like, oh, crap, do I have? <laughs> anyway. Um, so it's getting ridiculous. Like, like, what else is there? There's Apple. There's obviously whatever Foxtel one is. Oh, there's a Paramount binge. Plus that just started as well. Yes, Binge. Mm. Yeah. Hey, hey, t- dot TV. Another one. Oh, of course. How did I forget that one? Uh, like, <laughs> uh, it's it's hard. It's hard when there's like, you know, you you want one show in particular, but it's only on one, one streaming service. Yeah. Like, I mean, I got I got a thirty day trial to Prime because I wanted to watch Invincible, um, and of course, I've kept that going. Um, That's the thing. I keep signing up for one thing. Because I got Prime originally when the tick was on, and I, I got it for mm-hmm. that purpose. Yes, yeah. But I love it because it's the, you know, when you get used to go to a video library and it was the weird movies you've never heard of that was in the sci-fi section. That's what goes <laughs> yep. on Amazon Prime because everything yep. on Net- Netflix is kind of the same or it the is, same quality. So. You just don't have that dodgy stuff. And I was like, yeah, and that's where Amazon Prime comes in. But if you want to go the free streaming service, Tubi, T U B I, it's. Okay. Really good. It's even worse than Amazon Prime. It's got all the other stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Stan is that one I keep signing up for for one thing, but actually cancelling at the end of watching oh, that one thing. You're more disciplined that's, than me. I and the way that plays out is I create a new email address, sign up for it with a new <laughs> get, get my month free binge. All of the thirty months. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I find that's the one that doesn't have enough on it for me to keep the. The subscription going, but the rest of them, yeah. I, well, I, just... yeah, I had Stan, but I got rid of it uh, because I found that we were watching Netflix more, mm-hmm. and Stan was just not getting used. So I got rid of it, um, and I thought, cool, okay, I'm saving money. And then a couple of months later, Disney came out, so that ruined that. <laughs> yeah, and I have kids, so I can't not have Disney. Yeah, um, that's it. Kind of the requirement there, and I think yeah, Stan was the one uh, when they I finished Penny Dreadful. Mm-hmm. which is possibly the best series they ever had on Stan. Um, and then I couldn't really get into Black Sails like I expected I would get into Black Sails. I struggled with Black Sails. I think yeah. I got to season three, but I just I gave up. Yeah, it was one of those ones I just ended. I expected mm. that to be Game of Thrones but Pirates, and it just wasn't. No. Um, so you've got Apple TV, Mitch. Have you watched C? No. I literally watched nothing. It was a freebie that came with my mm-hmm. phone, and it was only because Ted Lasso was recommended by enough people. It's like, oh, I'll check that out. It's a half-hour you know, sitcom, eight yep. episodes most, I think. Um, but, yeah, I looked at C, and I, I'm very quick to judge shows and just not bother. I did the same with Firefly first time around. I looked <laughs> at it and it's like, that looks brown. That was my judgment. I went brown. <laughs> And I didn't bother. And then it took a few months before I went and finally watched it. It's like, yeah, this is better than that. But, um, and I looked at C and it's like, great. And it's like, no, I just didn't bother. Just, did you not learn from that first incident? Also, well, can we just talk about better than brown is the worst <laughs> review of Firefly I have ever 
dear. Oh, I'm lost. Um, <laughs> C's interesting. Like, I like the idea of C, but it's not an overly great show. So it's Jason Momoa, and it's hundreds of years in the future. Shit's gone down with the human race, and everybody's blind. And uh, the way that they oh, yes. work their way around and, you know, they've got strings along their camp and bells and all sorts of stuff. Uh, it's an interesting concept and, and Momoa is good as he usually is, uh, at least for me. But it just, I think I've been like two episodes away from the end of the first season and I just haven't gone to finish it. And now there's a season two. I, I just saw an ad for it today, so. But that's like I, I gave up halfway through season one of Frontier. I just what's Frontier? That's the again Jason Momoa in the American. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. I never watched it, but yes. No, again, I got you know halfway through the season went mm, yeah, and just yeah. stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and he was good. Like he did all the right things, but it was just. Yeah. Mm. Huh. One thing I have been watching though, I I just started this this week is it's on Netflix and it's called clickbait eight episodes. It's filmed in Melbourne last year during a pandemic, but it's the storyline is there's a husband who goes to work, gets kidnapped on the way to work. And the next thing, like before the family even know that he's kidnapped, they see a viral video with him holding up a sign saying, I abuse women and then holding up another sign saying at 5 million views, I die. And the main guy, the husband is played by, I never remember his name, but Vince from Entourage. So main character in Entourage is the main character here, which is weird because he's a father here and he still doesn't look old enough to have kids, but it's an interesting show. I, I do kind of like what they've done with it. I've got about three episodes to go. So I'm enjoying that so far. But that's that's all that I've been watching. How, just as a, a really quick sense check, how dark? Because they could go super dark with that or they could go kind of watch the family panic. Yeah, so it's it's interesting because the each episode is told from a perspective. So the okay. first episode is the sister and the sister and, and, the, and the, this guy are like best friends. They grew up really close and she is just, she doesn't take these videos well. She goes a bit psycho, um, hysterical, whereas the wife is very, uh, comes across as a bit cold perhaps, but is, a bit more level headed trying to work out the, how to fix this rather than going hysterical at the cops, for example, but there are twists and turns in it. Like it's not your, yeah, it's, it's very much, he's holding up a sign saying I abuse women. You know, does he, does he not? Yeah. Wife doesn't think so. The sister doesn't think so, but then more and more comes out and, and, So so, playing, playing the full psycho thriller kind of. Yeah, like, I haven't finished it, so I don't know how it ends. But at the moment, it's it's interesting, very interesting. And I, I, I loved Entourage, so 
it does have that sort of um I know, but I Vince from Entourage, who I can never remember. Aid, no, Adrian or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, in my head, he has the same sort of special place as, uh, and I had it just then. Fuck, what was his name? Guy from Misfits, who is now in Umbrella Academy. Yes, Robert, somebody that who guy. Was in, who Everybody was in, now knows who you're talking about. The yeah, who is who was in the film that I was talking about a couple of episodes ago, which was him and <laughs> fucking riveting fuck. content right here. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm too bad. That guy in. with the nose, it's that with guy. the face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I keep thinking Benedict Cumberbatch, but it's totally not. Uh, is that just because that's really hard to say? Two bourbons in. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Doctor Who, David Tennant, thank you, was the other character in that Ooh. film. So it's David Tennant and this guy from Misfits. I like David Tennant and I like that guy from Misfits. And I, I told that you plays Klaus in Umbrella Academy, yes? Yes, yes, yes exactly. Um, that film was all about how he went and robbed, was a valet, robbed yes. David Tennant's uh, house and found a, a woman tied up and chained up in the in the. That one. Room. Yes. So the two of those actors kind of have a, like that sort of special spot for me. But I'm going to stop rambling now. You, somebody else talk about something because <laughs> well, I've, words do, me fail English. That's impossible. Do we do we have more TV to cover? I'm out of TV. I'm out of TV. Now I'm out. Cool. Let's take two seconds there to insert jingle. Um, uh, I'll get then- another drink. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll come back and talk about other things, maybe.
げ We're back, so it's fine. Um, God, I hope we're back. I have successfully gotten rid of some of the bourbon in my system and now successfully got more bourbon in front of me, so I think we're in a good place. Does that mean you're – I mean, is that, that just you're treading water in that instance? I'm going to be more bourbon amount, than man. The net amount of bourbon has stayed the same. <laughs> um, Anywho. Okay. Go. Go. Okay. Uh, so we've done TV, we've done movies. Uh, there are a lot of movies that seem to be on their way to us, which is interesting because we went for quite some period last year where there was pretty much nothing coming. But there's all of a sudden there's been a, a couple of trailers that have hit and I wanted to touch base with you guys on a couple of them. Uh, I want to start at probably the weirdest one, Matrix 4. Have you guys watched the trailer for this? I have not. And if so, if I I know that Jace was groaning then, if you have watched it, can you please tell me what it's about? Because I couldn't work it out. So it is legit, because I heard there was one out there, but then I didn't hear anything or anyone really talk about it. So I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't real. So I never hunted it down, but it was real. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was real. Okay. It, it is out there. It, I mean, it takes up a certain amount of time to watch. It has Keanu Reeves in it. Uh, just look, frankly, the first Matrix 
was an amazing movie. It was that movie. I walked out of the cinema and I physically grabbed something on the street to prove that it was in front of me. Um, (laughs) And was it? Yes. Yes, it was. We were here. I can see it. I can touch it. It is real. Um, Did you taste taste it? it. Does it taste like chicken? (laughs) Um, That's how you two met. Moving on. Anyway, and from there, it was a rapidly downhill <laughs> fucking affair. So, and I feel like from the Matrix movies, have tried to get very kind of cerebral. They've tried to get very philosophical. They've tried to, you know, do, and they've just haven't. Like, give me Keanu Reeves doing fucking crazy computer kung fu and that kind of, you know, six cent style thing that breaks my brain a little bit, but don't, mm-hmm. don't try and make it a thinking person's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this trailer, all this, this trailer is a lot of talk. It is. And it, it's mainly, I, I don't even remember what the character's the Oracle. name was. The Oracle. That's right. It's pretty much her talking throughout the whole thing. And I never really fully understood anything that she was saying in the original film. So... I mean, like you said, like the second one had that amazing high-speed chase on the freeway. I couldn't tell you anything else about it. it was a, in the, in the and then, foyer with the stairwell, there was a fight scene with that. Oh, oh with, yeah, uh, yes, with, with all the things on the wall yeah. and they're pulling off the weapons mm. and shit, and the the crazy blonde twins. Um, and then the last one had the kind of the rave. You know, the big machine gun yeah, robot big things. Yeah, versus the yeah. Sentinels. It had Mech Warrior. Um, <laughs> that was, yeah, not good movies. Um, and I, I'm, I'm concerned this, that this one is going to be more of the latter two okay. from what I'm reading. Yeah. Yeah, from what I saw, it, it seemed to be, which is a shame. I'll, I'll still watch it, <laughs> but I should probably force myself to go back and watch the three before that. Oh, that's not going to happen. No. Well, to have some sort of idea about what the fuck is going on, I think I need to. I feel, I feel like there is going to be some kind of recap that you can consume as like a 10-minute <laughs> be something version. YouTube, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's that's the way to do that. Um, yeah, it, it was a lot of talking. There wasn't a lot of things going on. I was very confused and I'm nervous. It's going to be a matrix two and three, not a matrix one. Damn. Mm. Cause the first one was so groundbreaking visually. Yes. But it was such a simple story and they did a really good job. And then they obviously yeah, did easy the, to follow. Yeah. They did the philosophy thing after that, which is good on them. You know, this is like, mm-hmm. you know, this is that they had an opportunity. It's like Southland tales, you know, it's like, well, Fair enough. Here is your chance. Go and take it, and you fucked it. So, yes. Matrix, they, they, you know, they earned it with the first one. It's like, yeah, we've got Absolutely. two other stories to tell. Let's go see. Oh, okay. And they really haven't captured that again. Speed Racer, I do have a fondness for. But what was the other one with Channing Tatum? Jupiter's Jupiter Ascending was that Jupiter's, their other one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So they really just whatever they did, they just that that Matrix was just so perfect. And yeah, now it's like they're trying to tell something unique as opposed to what's a popular movie to make. And fair chop, it might work again mm-hmm. one day. But I yeah. just, I just really get the sense of those kind of 
those stoner friends that you have from forever ago that like to use big words and talk in long sentences because it sounds really intelligent. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from a lot of these movies. I want to listen to my stoner friends. Anyway. All right. That is officially the weirdest one. Yep. On the list. Um, the other one that you have spooked a little bit, so I'm going to lead into that from there because I watched this. I watched the start of this trailer. I didn't make it through the whole trailer. Um, Star Wars Visions. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the trailer and I was really looking forward to this show because I thought this will be Marvel What If, but the version that I actually want to see, the Star Wars What If. And... It might be. I don't know. I, uh, it's going to be I, anime, whatever it is. I was really looking forward to it until I saw it. Uh, I don't know. I don't Honestly, know what... I'm probably looking forward to it more now that I know what it is than I was when I thought it was Marvel What If Star Wars version. Mm. Um, but I, look, if I want to watch a, an animated Star Wars movie or series or something done in a full anime style. Cool. <laughs> like it's got definite, it's definite cool anime. Uh, and everyone look, seemingly has a lightsaber. Yes. Well, this is very much an anime sort of thing though, isn't it? They've gone to it is anime house. It's an anime studio. Yeah. Different it's ones. More than one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, they're basically going to all but, the big top ones yeah. over there and said, do a Star Wars story, whatever you want. So but I expected the bits and pieces of the at least the, the trailer to look slightly different, whereas they all kind of blended a bit to me. Okay. Um, is, it, is it the and, Animatrix? No, it's not. See, the Animatrix for me, because everything was done in a different style, it was Animatrix is, I mean, admittedly, it's been a long time since I've seen Animatrix, but Animatrix for me was more a love, sex, and robots type thing where every episode looked different. Yeah. This one, I don't know. I think it's because, like, some of my favourite, and this isn't... Uh, Star Wars comics aren't great, <laughs> but they have done some which are, which are better than the others. And and my favorite ones were, there was one called Visionaries, which was the first appearance of Darth Maul post episode one. And it was just a what if story that he sort of tracks down Obi-Wan finally on Tatooine. Uh, he's got mechanical spider leg, ro robot legs. His horns have grown completely and he's seeking vengeance for being cut in half by Obi-Wan. Uh, which, you know, fails dramatically and he ends up getting cut in half again. Uh, there was also a series called Star Wars Infinites, which took the first three films, so New Hope, Empire, Jedi, and just changed one tiny aspect of those films and then was like a what if. So, for example, Empire was everything on up to Hoth was the same, but Luke didn't survive that night in the Tauntaun. 
and then what happens with the whole thing after that. And they were just fantastic ideas that still were, were stories in themselves but had that familiarity. And that's but kind of what I was... make a Toshi station for a power converter. Oh, exactly. And we're the Tosh, we're the power converters, strippers, like <laughs> Robot Chicken says. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of what I was hoping for with this series, and I, I'm pretty sure that's not what I'm getting. Look, if you're a Star Wars fan that is also an anime fan, you'll probably just watch this and just eat it up. Yeah, but it is you need well, to be both a, of those. If things. you're a Star Wars fan, it's not like we've got a movie to look forward to anytime soon. So you'll just True. watch it anyway. I mean, you haven't had a movie to look forward to for how long now? Shut uh, up, you. <laughs> Shut up, you. Um, when's Book of Boba Fett coming out? Is that this year or December, next? December, I think. Excellent. That's what I've got to look forward to. It's not a movie. Um, just saying. It doesn't need to be. <laughs> TV, <laughs> the, the TV shows have been better. <laughs> All right. S- Spider-Man. Talk no way home. about Spider-Man. No Way Home. Yep. Far yes. from home. Which the trailer we weren't going to get. Yes. I was excited when they said, it? we're not going to release the trailer. Kevin Feige said, we're not going to release a trailer for this because everyone was asking for it. I was like, no, we're just going to yeah. put it out without a trailer. And I thought, perfect. I would love, when's the last time I've been and seen a movie without knowing anything about it? And then they yeah, went release did. the bloody thing. So, uh. so what it, would uh, be amazing is if the trailer is completely inaccurate. I oh, like the Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> like ninety percent of trailers, sort yeah. of accurate, but you know, if they literally just did a completely everything. But anyway, I look. I feel like it, these are still the best Spider-Man movies that we have had by a long shot. Um, I love the fact that they've introduced uh, Doctor Strange into the whole concept, and they're they're continuing that. Um, I love the fact that uh, there is currently. 3D printer files for not only Doctor Strange in the latest What If episode already, but they have Doctor Strange in slacks and a hoodie with a coffee and the cape. Wow. (laughs) That I can buy that now. Um, Anyway, that's really important. Uh, Doc Ock. Doc Ock was, yes, yes. Give me more of him. Because, yeah, no. Look, I'm not fussed if they bring back Andrew Garfield and and, uh, Dancy Boy. It doesn't... I mean, it'd be interesting, but it doesn't bother me one way or the other. But if they start bringing back some of the villains from the previous films, uh, let's say ignoring Rhino, uh, because Rhino was just... uh, Irrelevant. (laughs) Why did they put him in a suit? Why was he a robot? I don't get it. Rhino's fucking cool. Anyway, uh, but Doc Ock. Uh, yeah, no, I'm happy to see Doc Ock again. My, I suppose my question here is, is it a Spider-Man movie or is it a Doctor Strange movie? Because it feels like it's almost well, a Doctor Strange movie. Is it Doctor Strange? That's, the That's exactly the question, yes. Because Doctor Strange was very blasé. It didn't behave like Doctor Strange. Mm. Yes, so, so the whole, you know, uh, what was it, WandaVision? It's Mephisto. <laughs> now every time well, something it's, is a little bit different, it's Mephisto. Yes. Mephisto. Yeah. Um, but this is well, almost I mean, the one more day storyline from the Spider-Man comics, which was Mephisto that he did the okay. deal with to make people forget who he was. So, 
I mean, okay, it's easy to draw that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's sort of like, okay. Because I was going to ask, because I'm not, I don't know my Spider-Man as well as others. I was going to ask, barring Mysterio, was there somebody that could sort of pretend to be somebody else in the comics? Uh, I mean, it's Chameleon. He could pretend, but he doesn't have powers. He's just sort of like can look like other people. But yeah, Mephisto is essentially the devil. And he, in the comic, yeah. one more day, he does a deal with the devil to say, all right, everyone knows my identity, to, oh, you got to undo it. And I want to bring that A back to life, but you're going to lose, you know, your, your wife and all your friends and all this sort of stuff. So that was the big play out they, they did. Yeah. This looks like that. But yeah, it's very much a Doctor Strange, like, he has as much screen time in the trailer as, um, as Peter yeah. does. And, and the fact that we start playing the whole Doctor Strange multiverse, dimensional, like the, the whole vision and, and look of it, I, it it feels very Doctor Strangey with a Peter Parker plotline to generate the mm-hmm. reason he exists, in or the reason the content is there. Yeah, so it's, it, it's interesting. Like, look, I like the fact without Tony Stark, we now have a read, like a relationship for Peter Parker to have. I think that's really cool. Um, I am probably hesitant to think it is a Mephisto full. I think that they will take most of that storyline and remove Mephisto from it very much like they did with WandaVision. (laughs) Um, Are you kidding? Everyone was Mephisto in WandaVision. Um, but when is the Doctor Strange film coming out? Because that's not too far away, is it? I think it's next it's, year. I think what's the story? It's Eternals. Multiverse. Eternals, yeah. Then Spider-Man, then Strange, I think. Speaking of Eternals, did you watch that trailer? I did. Um, it's pretty. It is pretty. Like the mm, first yeah. trailer was just very pretty, but I had no idea what it was about. Like, it, it gave no context. This time, there's a lot more shit going on. And it's like, okay. And it's like, oh, so they like Superman, do they? And they like angry, spot, you know, laser eyes Superman. Yeah, there was a lot of laser eyes going on. <laughs> but, it, but it was that literal, like, and I mean, I know that they're kind of, you know, trying to broaden the, the universe and everything, but it's like, who the fuck are these people? Where are I mean, they I've from? been reading comics but, for 30 plus years. So I know yeah. nothing about the Eternals. Yeah. Because uh, every time I'm like, <laughs> oh, Inhumans. No, wait, not Inhumans. Um, yeah, I keep getting mixed up with the Inhumans. I keep thinking that, um, yeah, the guy's going to come back with his two dogs and, and torture people, but that's Inhumans. Mm. Yeah, or no, it's Game of Thrones in humans. That was yes. Game of Thrones, but yes. <laughs> but I think, yeah, because I think Inhumans was a Jack Kirby creation before he left and went to DC. And then when he came back to Marvel after his DC stint, he created the Eternals. I think it was, that was his, sort of his contract going, no, I'm creating my own things. I'm going to do my stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's sort of a thing that when people were around at the time, it meant something. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it has never stuck but, with me and it's never really resonated in the time no. I've been reading and it feels like, look, I don't want to say it's a safe option in being that who the hell is going to go watch this, except for the fact it's a Marvel movie. But it's almost like, a, all right, we can't trust you to make a proper Marvel MCU movie. So we're just going to, we've made another cake for you to ruin. It's over on the corner there. Can you just do whatever you want? <laughs> go nuts. I mean, it, it looks um, amazing. It looks very pretty. Yes. But I suppose with these sort of characters, because they're not legacy, they can 
they can make a mistake on this or go yes. nuts with it, I suppose. And it's like, yeah. And if you create yeah. something that's, you know, like a Guardians of the Galaxy out of nowhere, it's like, oh, here we go. We've got something else to play with over here. And if it doesn't work, we haven't screwed, you know, the rest of the dish. Yeah. I'm just having a look too. So Eternals, Volume 1 was 1976 to 78. Volume 2 was 85 to 86. Volume 3 was 2006 to 2007. Volume 4, 2008 to 2009. And then it hasn't been in print until January this year. Yeah, that was Neil Gaiman did the 2000s one. Oh, yeah. John Romita Jr. But, yeah, they're not legacy characters. They're sort of comic fans. Mm. No, I mean, they've been going on forever. Just nobody cares. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's... It's, it's a really interesting one. one. Look, I th- well, I because I, when Iron Man came out as a movie, he was my character. Like from the when I got into comics in the eighties, it was Hulk and Iron Man and Quasar were my three guys from the Marvel universe. And when I got a Hulk and an Iron Man movie in the same year, and the fact that they were actually decent because the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Marvel movies before that, you know, did you see the Nick Fury with, um, you know, David Hasselhoff and the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movies? That's what Dolph Lundgren Punisher. I saw. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so the fact that we got a decent one, but more better than decent, I was like, oh, wow, yeah. this is all right. Yeah, Iron Man really surprised me because I never was that big into Iron Man and that first film was like, holy shit, there's something here now. Mm-hmm. That was a real eye-opener for me. Whereas, you know, I I started my comic journey pretty much on X-Men uh, but moved very quickly to Batman and... Batman we've had varieties of. Some are good, some are not so good. You leave Tim Burton out of this. I love Tim Burton, don't get me wrong. It's the uh, the neon Batmans that came after that were a little bit off. So, yeah, I, I'm intrigued about Eternals. I'm intrigued about Spider-Man. I know nothing about the new Doctor Strange apart from the fact that it's pretty much WandaVision and Loki in movie form. Everybody Which can only seen. be good, really, except for the end of One Division. And Sam Raimi's and... directing, I think. Oh, is he? Yeah. Ah, interesting. Interesting. So Bruce Campbell. I don't know if that's point. good. Excellent. Glorious. <laughs> this is the best. Yes, that's the best news I've all, had all day, that's for sure. Um, the other one I'm surprisingly excited about, surprisingly, but no, um, Shang-Chi. That seems right up your alley, sir. That is squarely up my alley. You've got superheroes and martial arts and you smash those things together and it just makes everything better. The world is a brighter place. The sun shines brighter. The air is fresher. <laughs> the sun is shining brighter up out of your alley. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind it. I, I watched the trailer. I'm like, yep, this is very much a Jace thing. Uh, I'm intrigued because it's, what is it? It's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the, the Ten, Ten Rings, Rings or something. Yeah. Which is Mandalorian. Not Mandalorian. Mandalorian fucking Mandarin. Thank you. No, he's, isn't he Five Rings? Is he the Five Rings? He's Who's, got less rings. He's got, <laughs> I don't know. So I wasn't sure because I, I, again, I know little about it apart from the, the, the crazy whack job in Iron Man 3. Yeah, um, which they, they didn't Trevor, do that well at all. Trevor um, Slattery, he was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him. I liked him. But like, I it liked was him. Very weird. But stop it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, 
Look, no, really, I'm just super curious to see how they start introducing these other characters in and mm. whether they're going to fit into the the overall MCU, how that's going to play out when you've suddenly got these, you know, different styles of heroes or styles of kind of, you know, you've got these little microcosms that they have to start cramming into the, the greater MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the, the, I think as a standalone movie, that's where I'm excited but then how do you then somehow amalgamate everything as the other half of, I like, how? Please Does it become another that. Defenders? Is, he, is Shang-Chi an Iron Fist? <laughs> well, that's what I don't get, because, I mean, that was, the problem with the Iron Fist series was he's meant to be the greatest martial artist on the planet. He was really bad. He was and he never got a chance to because he was terrible at the start, but it's like he, it was just... A terrible show. It was like he should not even be a threat to anyone. Should not be a threat to no. him. But they never did it. Um, but I must I say, with the first trailer, it. You're, you're the lucky one. Um, but with the first Chang Chi trailer, I was actually pretty nonplussed. Like that and Snake Eyes came out and they looked interchangeable to me. It just looked, <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, um, martial artist dudes doing their thing. But the second trailer came out and it looked much bigger and yep. more stylish and I've had friends because it came out just a couple of days ago so I had a friend saw it I read their Twitter yesterday and they said see it it is so pretty and that's not something I got from the trailer so I was like oh okay no it's- the second one was definitely yeah it started to give you the the sense of scale vastness <laughs> and scale and all that kind of yeah the big bigness to use my my words bigness. um <laughs> I thought I was the one that was drinking. No, but that's the thing. With the Marvel films, we expect a level of bigness. And even the TV shows have a level now. And that's what you sort of want. It's, um, and and that's we just named this episode. (laughs) As soon as I saw you writing, I was like, yep, we've just named it. Yeah, so seeing that first trailer, it didn't have that level. It's like, oh, okay, is this Mm going to work? But the second one's like, oh, okay, no, it's got dragons and shit. Yeah, so it's that I think they hit the the Marvel movies generally do a good job of balancing the big action, crazy stuff, the overall cinematic kind of you know bigness, but also the the banter, the scripting, the character interplay, and what I'm starting to see out of these trailers is they're doing that as well, mm-hmm. um, and that's the kind of bit I'm excited about. Um, yeah. Realistically, Marvel hasn't done anything wrong with their movies. Like, there are some movies which are, are better than others. But, like, if I had the time, I would probably watch pretty much all of them. I can't think of one that I wouldn't go back and watch for the second time or third time if I had the time. It's just that there's so many of them now that some are definitely better than others. Yeah. We've we just lost, lost a friend. We've just lost Mitch. I still Let's have him on audio. We may have just lost his video. I don't know. We will see. Maybe he will be silent. He is offline. We have lost his internet. But that's fine. We will continue. Um, <laughs> if he comes back, he comes back. He can join us. Um, I suppose the follow-on from that... And speaking of movies and Marvel and character interplay, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. So I don't actually know if I've actually watched this trailer. Venom 
was Venom for me. Uh, Venom suffered from, from the only issue that I really have with a lot of these films, which is that the antagonist is pretty much a bad version of the good guy. So it happened in Iron Man 1, it happened in Venom, it's happened in a few of them. Um, yeah. Where your bad guy, your Hulk abomination, all those sort of things. So it's just a bad version of the good character. So it's like somebody fighting with a mirror to me. Yeah. And Venom very much was that. It was a symbiote fighting against other symbiotes. And he's back. He's back. Is Look he back? That. Is he back though? I'm back in C. He's back. Yay. Yes. Uh, we how good is ADSL? Oh. <laughs> we have started talking about Venom, sir, or Venom Two. And I'm like, I, I don't actually know if I've yeah. watched if I've watched a trailer for it because, yeah, like I was saying, like Iron Man, Hulk, Abomination, Venom, and the Symbiotes. It's it's just these movies that have the good guy fight against the bad version of the same thing frustrates me. That's the, the only thing. I mean, I, I wish that I know that carnage is similar to venom, but I think at least he might be different enough that it might work. And you've got, uh, Michael Keaton coming back for this one too. Yeah, I suppose. So, Venom as a movie was a bit. Mm-hmm. It was all right. It was a good. Like the, the, the visuals and stuff are cool and whatnot. Um, uh, look, I like the fact that they haven't put him and Spider Man together um, specifically yes, yet. And I think Carnage for me is always a little bit of a meh character, only because he's like Venom, but worse. He's like the evil, evil, evil Venom. Yeah. Whereas Venom's just evil. Yeah. Venom, Venom can kind of carry that anti-hero, but more anti than hero. Mm-hmm. Like, he does that thing, whereas Carnage is just flat out evil, bad, unlikable. But I feel like where at least the trailer suggests that they might get it right is casting for Carnage. Mm. Um, Good old Woody. Yes. Um, so Woody Harrelson as Carnage is a legitimate thing. I feel like he plays good, bad, or bad, good, <laughs> one of those two. Um, but the dialogue between Eddie Brock and Venom is where they seemingly have really lifted the game. They've actually got a relationship between the two characters, and that seems to be more of a thing than just him being taken over by Venom, which was most of the first bit. Um, you're back, Mitch. How, like, I know how Geek Dudes feels about Venom. Yes. How, how does Geek Dudes feel about Venom 2? Well, we went to hate watch it, I think. Based on the trailer, we went to watch it and hate watch it. And we hated it for what it was. Um, and I think the plan, if cinemas were going, we would have gone and hate watched too. But we really wanted to see um, Woody Harrelson with crazy you know, Sideshow Bob wig hair and doing all that stuff, but they went and gave him a haircut. So that's the only thing we were looking forward to with the second one, and they've cut his hair. So now it's like, oh, okay, we've got to sit through that 
humour that was the first one. The you know, the odd couple byplay between Eddie Brock and and um, yeah, and the Venom or the symbiote. I was hoping that they've actually kind of improved on that. That was kind of the the saving grace. That was that was my hope. Looking at the trailer, they focused more on it at least. Um, but again, have they just? I think it'll be better. Have they done a Michael it, Bay and taken all the bits? I can't. Re- I can't even really remember much of the, f- the first one. I watched it once, and probably the closest I've come to watching it again was last night after we finished watching a couple of episodes of Clickbait. I was getting ready for bed, and the wife's like, she was still flicking through Netflix, and she stopped at Venom. She's like, "Was this any good?" I'm like, "No," and so she moved on. Um. I saw Upgrade not long after, and it was essentially a better version. Okay. Which is the Lee Winnell directed, made in Australia, but it's a short one where a guy's got essentially nanites in his, been injected into his system, so he, the computer can take over Mm -hmm. him. So he's sort of like having these fight scenes that he has no control over. So the actor's doing really well, where he's looking shocked and everything while the body's going off and kicking ass. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and the body's sort of talking to him. And, yeah, so it was like a little $5 million movie, but it just did a more effective way. It's just just that especially the end of Venom was so busy with all the other symbiotes that all looked the same. It was dark. You know, there was no real look to anything. And it was just like, eh. We've seen a lot of CGI's fight each other at the end of movies yeah. too much. So yeah, like, a little pitch blacky. Um, just yeah, just give me some, a villain that's different, different to the hero. That's, just, that's all I ask, really. Well, not this one. Well, okay. at least at least he's red. I don't know. I'm trying to find positives. <laughs> yeah, um, but he's, he's just the, the bad, bad one. Um, yeah. As I said, I'm I'm really hoping that they just play the Eddie Brock Venom relationship better. Like if they up it and just make it a silly movie, like fine. Yeah, I'm up for that because you can't do much else with it. For what they did with the first one, yeah, just play up to that more. Just go silly, and if Woody Harrelson, you know, swings for the rafters and you know just gives a balls to the wall performance and yep. bring it on. How does he do that? Goes full Nicholas Cage. How does he do that when he's CGI <laughs> for 90% of the... <laughs> yeah. Well, he'll be... Get him stone, motion cap him, go for it. <laughs> he'll be voicing Carnage, surely, though. Even if they put him through some sort of filter, he'll yeah, be Yeah, but voicing. we won't get crazy eyes. Yeah, How do we get crazy eyes? With... <laughs> <laughs> the animated yes. job. All right. What else has moved? What else what, has been? What's done it for me and the movie that I'm really most looking forward to and at the same time most absolutely terrified about is Dune. I want this to be good. I really want this to be good. I need a decent Dune film. And it looks pretty. I, I love the book. I love the book. Have have since I was a kid. Um the 1980s version with Sting was a clusterfuck of amazing proportions. Uh, there was so much in that film that you could look at and go, it, you know, if I hadn't have read the books, I wouldn't have known what the fuck was going on. The 2001 TV series that I only got around to watching, was it this year or was it last year? 
uh, one of those and has not held up well, I really want this film to go well. I really want it to be a decent rendition of the story because I love the story. And it's got Momoa in it, and that's a, that's usually a decent thing. And Batista. And Batista, yep. Uh, and Sting's not in it, so, you know. In his eyes. <laughs> oh, God. I'd... Will there be a corresponding colouring in book for his children? That's what I want. <laughs> The 1983 version from David Lynch had, because of Star Wars and all the tie-ins and cash-ins, it was a science fiction film, so kids are going to buy stuff. They made a colouring book. And if you go online and look up June colouring book, there's pictures of dead bodies on the floor. That was a page you could colour in as a kid. That was the best. (laughs) I'm doing that right now. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, Honestly... Haven't read the books. Um, I handed, I handed him my... <laughs> Andy's found it, guys. Um, Look, I haven't found the dead bodies yet, but I found the uh, huge phallic um, sausage navigator monster, and I've got a picture of here with Paul Atreides with his hand in a box. <laughs> um, has he cut a hole in that box? That's what you want to go around. I'm going to hand in my, my nerd card right now. Never seen the full movie, the original. Never seen the later versions. Like, I am don't bother. Don't not bother. In. They don't I'm, justify it. I am absolutely not in the June camp. So I saw the movie trailer. I saw a lot of sand and not a lot of reasons to watch Very the movie. Yellow. Yeah. I did your trailer. Yeah. That, that's way too yellow. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> What is this? Um, oh my God, what is this? Classifying movies by their colours now. It's, yes. it's, it's not even yellow, um, it's well, beige. Because <laughs> I watched that, the original June, because I was a Star yep. Wars fan. So this was a science fiction movie. In the same way, I would have bought the coloring book for that reason and didn't get it because no. it was way over. You wouldn't have head. got it if you hadn't um, read the book. A podcast I used to do called Shooting the Pooh, we did a David Lynch three episode. And I appreciate the movie a lot more now, seeing it as an adult and watching a lot more other David Lynch movies and sort of going, okay. And from what I gather, you've read the book. You know how yes. big it is and how dense yeah. it is. And it's nearly impossible to make from what I yeah, can Look, there's a lot in there, a lot in there that you need to – you can't gloss over. You either put it in properly or you leave it out. Oh, you sound like my wife. <laughs> Yeah, I do, don't I? No, anyway. Um, <laughs> um, have you seen Jadowski's June, the documentary? No. Okay, because um, one of the heavy metal guys did all the artwork mm-hmm. for it, and they were going to make one in the early 80s, late 70s, and Jadowski, the director, was going to make it. So it's the talking about the movie they were going to make. So that probably might, might be okay. right up your alley because it might be a bit there um so yeah it sounds unmakeable this is the director who might mm-hmm. do it and i don't know is it planning is this self-contained or is it sort of like they're telling the whole of the first it book looks it, it, i don't know like, it I'm should intrigued. be the whole of the first book because i mean the guy the guy wrote okay. wrote like 
I don't know, like a f- quite a few books. And then he, when he passed on, his son started, kept writing June books. So there's a lot of them and I haven't read them all. But the first one is the big one. That tells the story. It's basically, you know, it's all, you know, intergalactic politics. The emperor sends, banishes the Harkonnens from this place called Arrakis, which is a planet which has spice on it, which is basically how every single spaceship travels through space is using this spice. It's, it's the fuel for the spaceships. The Harkonnens get banished from their, their time harvesting the spice and the Atreides move in. They get asked specifically by the Emperor, but it's all a backstabbing plot and the Harkonnens move in and it's that's the, the gist of it. So but there's a lot more to it. There's a lot about how the spice actually is made, uh, like because nobody understood that until. And then there's the the local tribes folk, which are called Fremen, and they all have blue eyes because of their uh, spending all the time around the spice. There's there's so much and so many little bits and pieces to it, and like I said, like some of it. Yeah, I don't know how long this film's going to be. I can't remember how long the David Lynch one was. Was that close to three hours? Yeah. Um, there's, there's things that you probably need to extrapolate a bit more than the David Lynch one did or just leave out completely. Yeah, it's going to have to get a Lord of the Rings kind of edit. Dune is an epic epic science fiction book that that has always been a huge... It's been like the Lord of the Rings of science fiction for, for quite some time. And they just, I really want them to get it right. I really do. I hope you're yeah, saying, I, I'm going to say. I think you need it. Uh, I think you I, need I, it. I, after watching, and like, I don't know if you, I did talk about the, the June 2001 series on one of our episodes and, it was it was hilarious because it was all of a sudden I remembered that that series existed and I'd, I'd never watched it and I thought that was a couple of years ago I should go and find that and watch it and then when I found it I realized it was not a couple of years ago it was twenty years ago and Close. it does not hold up <laughs> like yes when TV miniseries were not great well see Battlestar holds up I watch Battlestar every fucking year but. Shut up, you. <laughs> um, you know, I might do a podcast with you, but I don't value your opinion. Uh, <laughs> you would be a fool if that was the case. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I watched it and I was like, oh, this looks old. And then I looked at it and I'm like, this came out the same year as the miniseries of Battlestar. And the miniseries of Battlestar still holds up and looks good. And this did not. And they took six episodes and still didn't do it right. So, yeah. I, I, I want it to work and I'm really scared and hopeful at the same time. But that's me. Did you like Blade Runner 2049? I watched it. <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. And Arrival? Okay, so I'm just like, are you on board with the director? Okay, so, yeah, look, it looked pretty. Um, I didn't. Like Blade Runner two twenty forty nine is one of those things. Like I don't, there's so many films that I don't think need to be remade or continued, and Blade Runner I think was one of those. 
Um, but it was pretty. Arrival, really fucking enjoyed. So, All right, there is hope yet. Yep. Maybe even a new hope. No. No, no. no. <laughs> mix those up. Like, sure, they're both about sand planets. <laughs> in space. Both got both, <laughs> both got colouring books. They've got bad guys in black. and it's, There's a uh, giant worm thing that comes out and tries to eat someone. It's basically the same story. Well, it is. Uh, it's, it's pretty much the, um, the Sarlacc that, that wakes up and does stuff. Anyway. Any other trailers people want to talk about? Yep. We'll call that a negatory. Excellent. Uh, I wanted to... The one thing I have been doing a lot of in lockdown is music. So I tend to gravitate to stuff that I know I haven't... Even bands that I know and have loved for years... Sometimes I don't even bother getting the newer albums. But I I have, in the last couple of weeks, I have bought three vinyl records, which is intriguing because neither neither of my vinyl players were plugged in. And I only plugged one of them in today for the first time. you've got one. <laughs> um, but I did picture, and uh, look, I've talked about this at work. Work have started really having a lot of vinyl for sale and it's great and it, it enables me. Uh, so I need to be picky and I am absolutely 100% a vinyl racist and I, I won't buy black vinyl because that's the standard vinyl. And if I limit myself to not buying black vinyl, then that, is hopefully going to stop me spending as much. Oh, that's an interesting, given it's it's the standard, right? Yes. And with vinyl, the second you go non-standard, you just triple the price. Well, so yes and no. It depends what you're doing. So the three, I have bought three. Um, I bought a My Dying Bride, Ghost of Orion picture disc, so two LP picture disc, which set me back 50 bucks or so. Uh, I bought... Yes, the latest Mr. Bungle album. Are they still alive? Uh, it's So the, the last album is called The Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny. And it is basically, I'm trying to remember this correctly, but it's three members of the original Mr. Bungle and two members of Anthrax. And so it's very much a thrashier version and very I fairly different. I can't reconcile that in my head. It's it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. But that was clear red vinyl. And look, I had to write this down because I'll get it wrong. But I did get pick up a vinyl version of the Doctor Colossus's new album, which is entitled, and I told this to my kids and they pissed themselves laughing this morning, um, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt. <laughs> they were right to giggle. And, oh, that's glorious. Because if you don't know Dr. Colossus, they're a Melbourne band and they Dr. Colossus is a character in The Simpsons who marries Malibu Stacy. And so Dr. Colossus's lyrics are all 
based on Simpsons. They're either direct Simpsons quotes or they're talking about the episodes from The Simpsons. Um, thus, I'm a Stupid Moron is one of the prank calls that Bart gives to, to Mo. And it's just, it's a great album. And that was a- That's the latest one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so that's, that's my preferred- I've listened to some of the earlier stuff and it doesn't really grab me like yeah. the latest one definitely does. The latest a one good is album. fantastic. Uh, and this was a green and yellow limited to a, a thousand or a hundred copies, one of the two. And that cost me 35. Yeah. Um, so by trying to limit myself, I am, you know, I am setting myself up like my, my letter artist tool picture double LP, which I bought years ago, it cost me a hundred or more. So I realized that not buying black vinyl, I am uh-huh. asking for the price increase, but I am also stopping myself buying, say the copy of Nevermind, which is at you know, work, but it's black vinyl. And so I can get that anywhere. So I, you got to pay royalties to that kid. Well, that's the thing. My God, this pisses me off. Does he actually get royalties? Did that happen? No, he's suing them. No, I heard he's suing them, but I feel like that's laughable given he has never never mind tattooed across his chest. He's never mind tattooed on his chest. He's recreated the scene for the 10th, 17th, 25th, and 30th anniversaries of it. And he only instigated the lawsuit after they refused to play at his art exhibition. No, they, they refused to submit something or, or, or appear or something. Or do something, yeah. They it, just it, never responded to him, so he's suing them for, for having his yeah, dick on the cover. That's never happening, but anyway. I mean, oh, God, it's laughable, isn't it? Sigh. Um, yeah, no. Whereas I'm doing the opposite in that I'm sticking to black vinyl for that the opposite reason because I don't want to get stuck into buying the $300 picture disc of the 50th anniversary remix. Oh, look, you know, $300. I'm limit. I'm not going to be buying those either, but well, not, not for $300. No, but, you know, well, um, it depends on the album. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Um, the, that's what I've bought. The only other thing I've really been listening to on repeat is probably the same thing I've been listening to on repeat for ages, which is Leo on Spotify. Now, if you haven't heard of Leo, he is uh, pretty sure he's European and he does metal covers of songs. Oh, Leo Morticelli. Yeah. Something like that. He just goes by Leo on Spotify. He, I found him because I used to piss off the people at work by playing baby shark through Spotify and like, which, which was hilarious for me because I would put it on and then see the assistant manager race across the store to turn it off as soon as she heard the opening bars. Um, but I found a metal version by Leo, which somehow seemed to get played all the way through. And then I found out that he does metal versions. A lot. Yeah. Everything. Um, so I do have a playlist of about like four hours of his stuff that I put on at work. What sort of metal is it? It's not like, uh, it's just loud guitar, loud vocals. It's not, not okay. death metal. So it's not, not like me first and the gimme gimme. N- no. <laughs> um, 
but like he does everything. He's, he does like the Simpsons like theme song. If Disturbed played me first in the Gimme Gimmies. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and yeah, I just I can't get enough of him, and and I have it on at work, and I get comments from people, a lot of comments from people going, "What is this? This is actually good," unless it's Baby Shark, and and I get people get, getting a bit disgusted, um, and then I do get a couple of people going, "Is this is this Leo?" <laughs> so, you know, he's got a couple of people that know about him definitely. He's got a pretty big YouTube following as well. Yeah. Um, I think he just lives off Patreon and, and Spotify resi- uh, residuals and stuff now. Yeah. Pretty sure that's all he needs to do. Ugh, it's the dream. Yeah. Um, so I suppose my, and I won't say they're new discoveries or anything, but the things that are getting a fair amount of listening from me at the moment. Um, Polyphia. So I way too much listening because most of it is instrumental, but it's kind of heavy, ridiculous, like math in instrumentals. Um, but when I discovered this on Goat, it was my it was life changing. Um, the fact that those people can do that with instruments is illegal. They have sold their souls to some kind of higher power or lower. I don't know, but either way, so their album that goat is on new levels, new devils is getting a, a fair old working for me at the moment. Um, as well as watching, <laughs> watching, there's a couple of YouTube videos where they're clearly at like a guitar expo or something. And they're trying to teach people to play this song. And it's the best thing in the world because you've got these two virtuoso guitarists and some wannabe YouTube star to, with, uh, you know, $120 thing that they've picked up at the local cashies. Um, it, it's the greatest. So it, as I said, Polyphia is getting a fair out. And again, the newer stuff is getting less, less just metal and it's a lot more stuff going on. But again, they just. It's one of those things that if you're into guitar porn, it, it's right up there. Um, the other one for me has been... I got the, a different image in my head when you said guitar porn. But go no, on. that's pretty much what I thought. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, the other one for me has been Muse's release. I think it's the 20th anniversary remix of Origin of Symmetry. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the anniversary, they went back into the studio original um, recordings and remixed the entire album. And that was, that was again, one of those albums way back when that just changed my life. Um, Origin of Symmetry is, is still one of the greatest albums of all time by me. Um, but so having listened to that for the last 20 years and then going back when and going – Here's a bit I've never heard before because they're tracks that they'd recorded and kind of hidden in the mix or taken out and all this kind of stuff. So um, there's some songs that haven't really changed. They've kind of just cleaned up and Mm. remastered and it's kind of a little bit just higher quality. Like it's just a little bit less grungy British rock and a little bit more produced. And then there's some, so they're, they're kind of the, the ones that were singles back then, but then there's the ones kind of in the middle of the album where they've just gone, fuck it. Here's the harpsichord 
track that we never had and <laughs> uh, all this kind of stuff. So there's just more shit and different stuff. And there's like, there's some stuff I'm like, nah, the original was better, but <clears throat> that has just been rediscovering, I think for me. And it's a little bit of nostalgia. There's a little bit of, oh wow, there's all this stuff in there that I never heard before. Um, in the same way, and this is getting slightly off track. I've been watching way too much of a YouTube channel by a guy called Rick Beato and he does a series called What Makes This Song Great. And he just pulls massive songs from history. But he's got all the stem mixes, all the different tracks. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, so blah, blah. And here's what they're doing here. But the thing you don't hear is this. And he just solos this, like the um, brass section in Comfortably Numb from Pink Floyd. It's this kind of stuff. He's like, that's the bit you didn't hear. So it's like doing that, but on a whole album. It's incredible. That's me. What about you, Mitch? You've been listening to anything in particular, or do not talk to me about music. I am useless. <laughs> like when it comes to actually making the time to listen to music, I am such a podcast junkie now. I got to I got into a habit. My previous job, I would listen all day, mm-hmm. every day, and then I filled my time up with listening to podcasts. And now my current job, I can't listen as much, so I try and squeeze whatever listening time in is to try and catch up on my podcast. But when I do listen to music, uh, I think 1995, I got broken. Like I was into goth and alternative and all that sort of music, and it was really good. And then I just discovered the Spice Girls and go, fuck it, I like pop music, and just stopped. We've got the Spice Girls vinyl at work, by the way. I did see that, and I really had to avoid buying it just for the (laughs) joy of having it. Um, Uh, And, yeah, I like pop, and then I was thinking about music recently. I was like, I like gimmicks. Like, I like, you know, Mike Flowers Pops or Me First and the Gimme Gimmies and all this sort of stuff. It's sort of like, or, you know, Bloodhound yeah. Gang or even Mr. Bungle to a point. It's musical, but it's sort yeah. of gimmicky. And it's sort of like, I, I just don't, Faith No More is probably the most purest band that I like that's a band. But during lockdown for the last year, I really got into the Gorillas. Mm-hmm. So the first third of lockdown was the Gorillas. Then I got into the Foo Fighters. And now I'm into Dua Lipa. So I've just given oh, okay. up again. So. <laughs> Gimmick, gimmick stuff gimmick stuff I have been getting into and I again this is one of those ones that I just randomly put in in between because I can just let it go is uh, Brass Against mm-hmm. so again it's a gimmicky band in that it's they just they have a massive ass brass section and then they do covers of Tool and Rage Against the Machine and uh, all this kind of stuff but they do a bunch of them with a female vocalist I can't remember her name right now, but she's incredible and it makes Rage Against the Machine better. Oh, uh, I, okay. Yeah, I've heard a bit of them, but uh, look, I, I'm I'm with you too, Mitch. I've I've been last week or so, like we're in lockdown, the store's open for click and collect, which is fine if you're the store in Geelong. Nobody really comes to the gallery on a whim. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm getting an awful lot of work done, but not an awful lot of that is customer based. You know, it might be, it might be phone calls. I'm cleaning up the store. I'm remerching everything. It's great. Um, all the stuff that I don't have time to do when there are customers in the store. Jerks. But 
I I have a playlist on Spotify which is basically podcasts, and it's all the podcasts that I all the episodes I want to listen to, and when I listen to them, I take them off that playlist. So it's me keeping track of what I still have to listen to. Fuck, you're organized. And yeah, like last week, I looked at this podcast playlist, and I had something like I don't know how much it was. It was like thirty five hours worth of podcasts that I hadn't gotten around to. And I'm like, well, I'm here running the store by myself. So I chucked the podcast on, and now I'm down to like two hours, and it's been, oh, wow. it's been a good week. Like, admittedly, a lot of those were the three-hour Kevin Smith ones that just seem to go on too long. And when I'm normally listening to podcasts, it's in the car, and I might get like twenty minutes in or something. So that's the beauty of listening at time and a half. So, so the three-hour Kevin Smith ones are ones that I don't start very often. Um, but I got through all of those. So. But to go through gimmick songs, one one I'm into, I do like Damien Cow's Disco Machine. So I did a Kickstarter for him. So I've got not the music coming, but he's a, there was a... Tell me it's a colouring book. book. Coming out of <laughs> no, unfortunately. But that's coming. Um, but I went and saw them play live a couple of years back. And there was a band that supported them called The Burnt Sausages. And I had no idea. And you know when you take, I said, oh, let's go see Damien Cow. He's really good. He used to be in Tism. This is, you know, it'd be really fun. And um, what's his name? Ah, from Sizzletown Podcast. Tony Martin. He's the dancer of the okay. group. So he comes out in the red tracksuit, Adidas tracksuit, and is the dancer <laughs> for the group. So, you know, it's fun. And and I drag my friends along. And you know when you take someone to something that you don't know if it's going to be any good? The or anxiety. Or worry yes. Or, yeah. Thank God it was good. But, like, so the support act was this band called the Burnt Sausages. That's fine. Literally three band members come out dressed as sausages. The guitarist looks like a fork. <laughs> the keyboard looks like a barbecue. And all their songs are about barbecue. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. I've seen them, you know, I don't know if I could get that experience mm-hmm. again. That seeing them the first time and blowing me away was like, what? And like every song. And they got backup dancers and they'll come out dressed up as um, tongs or salad. Condiments. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, oh, there's tomato sauce. That was there. Um, and I bought the CD. I bought everything, the stickers, the fridge <laughs> magnets, everything in the merch stand. And it was just like, this is so cool. But again, it's that that experience of seeing them live, you know, I could lend you the CD and it probably wouldn't translate anywhere near as well. Especially when you don't know what you're going to see and that's what you're presented with. Like there's, there's no replicating that experience at all. I suppose the rest of my listening again, I have young children. Like I can smash the frozen soundtrack. I, I, you're welcome. I, I can do the entire rap section of you're welcome from the like it. See, this is this is another reason that I've been listening to Leo so much, is that I can introduce the kids to these songs because they already know it, because it's a metal version of Let It Go. Or I did play that Blinding Lights, Lights the other day. Or yeah, stuff really that well. their mother has introduced them to. But I can go, well, my version's better. <laughs> eventually, eventually <laughs> I will get it back to the... You know, my daughter, when she was a bub, would wake up crying and I'd, I'd stand there and I'd, I'd find music on, like, one of the Foxtel channels and I'd find the metal p- playlist and 
every time Cradle of Filth came on, she would fall asleep. So I'm just desperate to get her back. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I had her head banging to uh, in this moment, so I'm desperate to get her back to, to that. But her mum, obviously, you know, is there throughout the day a bit more and playing a bit more of her poppy songs. So Leo's uh, metal covers is is my way of fighting back. <laughs> okay. My, my son got into the gorillas last year when I was mm-hmm. getting into that. Because vi- I was watching, I do it through YouTube, so you got the visuals of everything. Because that's what I like yes, most yeah. about it. And um, he really got into that, and then he liked the songs, which was good. And then, but I thought, oh, maybe I've got some. I'll catch him here, music music wise, and this and that. But at school, they seem to watch a lot of Just Dance videos on YouTube. So he's really getting into his pop stuff now, and we end up getting it for his Nintendo Switch. We've got Just Dance. We have little family mm-hmm. dance parties every now and then. So I will say the, the best, the second best review that you've ever given on this this podcast is now the my favorite thing about this music is the visuals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I really like the way the visuals sound. <laughs> oh shit! Oh gold, and I'm not even drinking. <laughs> Technically, I'm drinking alone. I've stopped drinking. Like I think I've got enough bourbon in me. Yeah, I'm... like I said, it's very rare that I drink, but it's been one of those days. And <laughs> one of those days. Uh, it's all about the he said, she said bullshit. Oh, I beat me to it. I was like, oh, shit! What are... I know these words. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on from music, I uh, just want to talk any games that you guys have been playing at the moment. Now, uh, Jason and I talked a bit on the last episode about a couple of sessions on Vermintide 2, which was a free Warhammer game through the Xbox Live Game Pass. Uh, this month for anyone with Xbox Live, now you don't need the Game Pass, you just need Xbox Live, uh, Chaos Bane is one of the free games. And this is pretty much a Warhammer... Skinned Diablo. (laughs) It's Diablo with Warhammer stuff. So if you are intrigued, um, I've jumped back on there. I I actually bought it a couple of... About a year ago, I think. Um, And so I jumped back on it today to try it out again. Yeah, I've just... I grabbed it last night, so... It's a bit of fun. Bit of fun. But what else have you been playing? Anything else? Uh, me, I've got the Xbox mm-hmm. One. That I haven't gone up to the new ones yet, but because um, I'm going retro, uh, they bought out for Games Pass Crimson Skies, mm-hmm. so, which is an Xbox original yeah. game, which I do remember. I had it on the PC originally, okay. actually, because, you know, biplanes and that sort of era is my jam or whatever, so that was really cool. So I actually... I don't have time. I, you talked on previous episodes about the the Xbox became the media center in the family room, so you don't get a chance to get on anymore. That same thing happened to me. So if I want a game, it's when everyone goes to bed, and it's the last thing I want to do is commit. Like I tried to play Witcher 3 because it was on Game Pass. It was free. And I was two hours into the start just learning how to run a horse or something. It's like, I don't have time. Unless I can commit six hours to this thing, I just can't do it. So... Um, yeah, Crimson Skies was something I knew, and it came out free. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll throw that in. But I don't play much anymore. My son plays, and I'll play mm-hmm. with him. But, yeah, I don't commit. I haven't pl- really got deep into a game since probably Far Cry 5. So okay. 
looking forward to Far Cry 6 as my next one. But yeah, I just, I don't make the time to play anymore. It's just, yeah, the time sync. Yeah, it, I get the time sync thing. I don't generally play anything that takes me more than a couple of hours because I won't have dedicated sessions. Like I'll, I'll play it for a couple of times and then I'll come back to it three months later and not remember anything about how it was. Like I'm, I don't know what I am, like maybe a quarter, a third of the way through the last Assassin's Creed. Can't for the life of me remember anything that's happened. Um, but Far Cry, you were saying, I I loved three and I started four and, and didn't get the same joy out of the antagonist. So I stopped. Five was the one with um, Mandalorian Breaking Bad Guy, wasn't it? Or is that six? Yes. No, that's that's the new okay, one coming that's out. Six. Yes. All right. What was five? Yeah. Yeah. Testing you. The one in between four and six, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, that was the American Revolution, like the okay. war. Like, not, as in, you know, there was an uprising yep. in America. So there was sort of a, a new civil war okay. in the States. I did enjoy the five. Yeah, rise. and even New Dawn was pretty good. Yeah. I, it's a mechanic, and be, like I said with the podcast, I'm a big podcast listener mm-hmm. when I game. So that means I don't listen to podcasts properly or game yep. properly. You know, <laughs> so I don't do both well. But um, Far Cry is a great game for listening to podcasts because you just explore mm-hmm. and skin animals or yeah. whatever. You've got the time to get to this new thing you got to get to. All right, I've got to walk through the woods and get attacked by cassowaries while I'm listening to you yep. know, Kevin Smith. Attack by cassowaries, you're dead. So, like, that's just how that works. Those murder birds are terrible. Things are. Yeah. You know, I start those games hating skinning animals. I don't like doing it. By the end of it, it's like, <laughs> um, I need a new pouch. I mean, that that exact mechanic is the reason I could never play Fallout because it's just too open. Mm. I'm like, I'm lost, guys. I need I need structure. I need progress. I need. Well, that's what I do miss. I mean, I I did replay Gears of War with a friend during lockdown. We catch up, do some boxing have a kebab, have some beer, and play Gears of War 1. And so well-designed yes. linear. Like, there is no steering off that path at yep. all. It's like, you know exactly where you got to go. And it's just perfect. Like, the sound bites are there. You finish the level, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> the, the little chime that plays. It's like, oh, yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was good to do that again, just to sort of have that. But I got really into gaming in the 360 era. That's when I got back into it. And being a comic fan, I will get all the comic book movie mm-hmm. tie-in games. So I, I miss a seven-hour campaign. That's all I want. No DLC. No. Just give me the Thor game that sucks. It's a poor man's God of War, but I'm out of there in seven hours. I'm done. That's what I want. Not three hours to learn how to ride a freaking horse. I just, no. Yeah, I don't have No, and then come back three months later, forget how to ride a horse, and have to do it again. <laughs> Let me play the tutorial. No, no, no. Could be, um, could be the Dark Souls tutorial. Um, oh. The only other game that I haven't played, but I am going to have to actively avoid is Baldur's Gate 3 because that was kind of my, uh, you know, that kind of, that was the one I got hooked on. But the original Baldur's Gate was the one that got me way back when. And I spent God knows how many hours playing through that and two and the expansions and then, uh, whatever the other ones were that came after that. But anyway, so I saw this and it looks so similar but better. But I have to not because I will lose months of my life. <laughs> what else you do? Yeah, look, Go on. 
hope you enjoy it. Hey, look what, yeah. When's it coming out? I think it like now is. I don't know. I've I've literally extracted myself from any kind of mention of it because it is no. All right, hold on. Give me two secs. I'll find out. (laughs) I'm a copper sense. It's probably on Steam now. I don't even know. Um, But I need to not because it is dangerous. See, it says here initial release date six of October. It's, yeah, it's been it's been in beta for however last long. year. Nobody wants that. It's been in beta for forever. Um, Hold on, full release date. Do, 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 do. No, that's just talking about early access. Early access. Early access. Look at this content, guys. I know, right? <laughs> There's one thing I love. It's I listening to someone Google. It's like being back at work. It's my favourite music. <laughs> um, my my Xbox. I don't get on it enough for gaming anyway these days. But the the most that it gets used for is the kids are just addicted to Minecraft. And um, oh yes, yeah. do they do the YouTube as well? Equivalent, the much. Oh yeah, no, no, they do. They watch they watch YouTube things of people playing Minecraft and playing Roblox and playing Super Mario, even though we've never owned a Nintendo in their lives. Um, they watch a lot of games. I actually had, I, I don't get Minecraft. Like my son's really mm-hmm. into it and I try and sort of encourage. It's fine. It's good. And we had a competition who could build the best house. So, yeah. Okay. And my second ever go on it and I made Castle Grayskull and I was pretty proud nice. of it. It's like, yeah, that's mine. But I still don't understand how it's a game. No, look, it's Lego. It is, it's... I'm sure there's a game in there somewhere, but I don't understand well, I mean, it because I've never seen I a mean, people play with Lego. Saying, here's what you've is Lego Is Lego yeah, a no, game? I, get that. I don't know. But, th- but there's, there's, no end. there's an end to Minecraft, isn't there? There's credits. There, like you get there to, like, is, if you play like the survival mode, so you basically, yeah. survival, you start off with nothing and then. There are bad things that come, and, stuff, and there are lots of bad things that come at night. So you sort of got to build yourself a base and, and block yourself in at night and that sort of stuff. Um, but does it tell you this? I've never seen a bubble or speech or text on the screen. I don't screen think ever, so. So that's why I, I don't think know. so. But you just figure it out. <laughs> when the bad things oh, come, I'm, you I'm know. Back yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, my kids sort of started playing the normal version, and then every time a monster came, they'd freak out and run and grab me. Um, But you can do, like, just creative version, which just populates a world, and you just build whatever the fuck you want. Just, it's Lego, but... It's Lego, and it is so good for the kids. Like, their imagination, the things that they have been building purely out of their head, whereas, you know, I might get on late one night if I'm... Not tired, not working the next day, whatever, and think I might just follow a YouTube video and build something special for them. But the shit that they have come up with is just, you know, there's a giant sized SpongeBob in their world at the moment. Like, crazy. So I'm more than happy to let them keep playing that. And plus, they, they play really well together when they're playing Minecraft and they're building houses for each other and putting, you know, a blue bed for Lukey in, in every house and a pink bed for Caitlin in every house. So um, I've played a little bit of that with them recently, but 
I, I will support them playing. I, they don't get on it all the time, but if that's what they choose to play when they do get on, more than happy for that to happen. Um, I did play one game recently, which was a sort of a puzzle game, which is the kind of thing I like. I like to be tested, but at the same time, I don't like to be tested for too long. So it was like three or four nights took me to finish. And it was called 12 Minutes. And it's basically, you're this husband, walks into the house, his wife greets him pretty much almost as soon as he's through the door. Um, She's got news to tell him. She's made dessert. And it's a top-down view of the apartment and the apartment's what four rooms so it's the living room the bathroom the bedroom and the closet that you can walk into uh but basically what happens is after about 12 minutes a cop comes in to arrest your wife for killing her father eight years ago and that goes on for about a minute or two and then the scene resets and you're walking through the door again and you're like, hold on. I was just here. You just said that it's groundhog day with like a cop who will not hesitate to kill you. And then you walk through the door again. And it's just little things like little things that you can do to progress the story, but you've got to do it all in that 12 minute time. It was interesting. It had a couple of really weird twists towards the end, and I did do two Twitch sessions playing through it, so I think they're still on the Twitch channel if anybody's interested. Uh, it was different. So so if you do it the same, so you get it right, and then you do those processes again and the next mm-hmm. step, so you... So you've got to pretty much play the same bit. Well, for example, like the cop basically will not like you. If you try to do anything after he's handcuffed you onto the ground and he handcuffs you with cable ties, which is a bit of a giveaway as to whether he's a cop or not. Um, But if you try and do anything, he will either punch you or strangle you to death. But in your bedroom, for example, is a faulty light switch, which if you turn it on, it gives you an electric shock. Turn it off. The second you turn it on for the second time, it will electrocute you. Now, for you, you're wearing shoes, so you wake up after a couple of minutes, groggy with your wife standing over you. Your wife isn't wearing shoes, so if she happens to turn on the light and it's already been turned on, she'll kill it. It'll kill her. Um but there's a way of getting the cop to turn on the light. And then you can interrogate him and get some answers and then progress the story on that way. So every bit of new information that you get in your playthrough, you have for every other playthrough. Yeah. But the next time, so the next time the 12 minutes is up, you walk through the door again. You don't Mm -hmm. have to do those same steps to interrogate him again. You, You are doing something else. For the next if you, step of the story. If you work it out, yes. Yeah, okay. 
So, so you can get to a point where you're like, crap, I am doing this again, but you're doing that again to get to that conversation, yeah. to take another path to, to do find a different out more thing. information. Yeah. So there's there's a fair amount of repeating. The it's only three characters. The main guy that you play is voiced by James McAvoy. The wife is Daisy Ridley, and the cop is Willem Dafoe. So there's some money behind. So it. definitely not a cop. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the interesting, and then give it away. It um, I was playing like I was playing it through Twitch, and um, yeah, your wife is is saying she's innocent. Cops saying she killed her dad. Ba 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 ba. Um, I played it for a couple of hours on Twitch, trying to get people to help me out, and. I went to work the next day and I said to Alice, I'm like, I think I just worked out who the killer is. And she's like, who? And I told her and she goes, that's fucked up. <laughs> so, I mean, the twists are. Twisty. They're, they're, I mean, it, it, there's three characters in the game. There's not an awful lot of twistiness that they can do. Like there's other characters that you can call, for example, and, and find out phone numbers and stuff like that. But the way that they do it is pretty fucked up. <laughs> but it, it was a good couple of nights that it okay. kept my interest. And, and yeah, again, it's a Game Pass game that I just downloaded, played for a bit, deleted as soon as I'd finished. But that's that's pretty much it. That's for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind a couple more sessions on Vermintide. A couple of sessions we can get some multiplayer uh, Chaos Bane going. Yep. Because that's simple and easy and brain dead, and you can switch off for a couple of minutes and just spam the A button. So much A button. I'd forgotten I know, right? how much A button is. <laughs> Everything is A. Kill a guy. A. Open a box. A. Heal this thing. A. <laughs> It's the important button. Move, move to the next level. A, go up the stairs. A, go down the stairs. A, fuck. Um, a, yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, for oh, I think we've been going a bit, haven't we? Oh yes, we've gone. <laughs> we've probably kept Mitch up way too late, but at least he doesn't have to drive to Geelong and wake up a dog. No. <laughs> Um, I just thought we'd wrap it up with just if you guys have any suggestions. Lockdown is um, – it cannot be the funnest time, that's for sure, and these sort of healthy distractions. Hopefully we've given some people some ideas of things that they can follow up on if they like the sound of any of it or if they generally disagree with Jason Wise's decisions, they can go for the stuff that we've started bagging. Um, but if you have any real suggestions of things that people should watch, listen to, I'm all ears. Mm. Well, if you haven't watched Chernobyl or Watchmen and you got access to those, they're just two of the greatest TV shows I've seen in the last mm -hmm. while. If you want to feel better, Cobra Kai, if you haven't watched that yet, because that was just... I learned to communicate better watching that show because you just, I mean, so many, I mean, I know watching a lot of sh movies as a kid where the kids were the antagonists or the main characters and they were having adventures. And as an adult, you watch those movies going, just talk to your parents and everything will be fine. <laughs> you know, and 
that's what I'm getting watching Cobra Kai. It's like no one's telling each other, just talk to each other and everything will be fine. And they do. And they actually address it in the show. It's quite good. So that was a revelation watching that show. It was like, oh, this is actually really good. So, And that was a feel-good show to watch during this lockdown. Chernobyl and Watchmen, not so much. Chernobyl, definitely not. But it's, a, it's an amazing five episodes. It was fantastic. It. It's not, not a fun watch, but the topic matter is, wow. is not a fun topic. <laughs> So it's just what quality do that. But something I did do last year, not so much this year, was I did, there's plenty out there, but on YouTube there was Life Down Lock, 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 Lock Down Life Drawing, which mm-hmm. was um, an English dude. We called him Art Jesus because he just had the long hair and the beard and everything. And he was just incredibly positive. And he was going through life drawing. And you'd go and draw and you'd just draw along with him. So every Saturday night I'd be texting back and forth with a friend. We'd both be watching the video together and just, doodling and drinking and it was quite fun <laughs> and drawing um, doodles and... and it was just something to <laughs> anyway. do. well that's right that's, drawing, that's, isn't that's it? exactly and, what it is <laughs> yeah and it, it was good it got my juices flowing just to draw again because i used to draw but I, ha- I got out of the habit and during lockdown there's not much you got but time and it was pretty good and i must admit this year not so much but i do have a ipad and i got the Procreate and the Apple Pencil, and I've been doing a lot more drawing in that. So um, it is still going, but that's my sort of outlet at the moment, I suppose, when it comes to something to do. Oh, that's a fair call too. Um, for me, I mean, I've said before, lockdown actually makes me busier than not because, yes, I'm still an essential worker. My wife is most definitely an essential worker. Uh, and then schools apparently are not essential workers, so everything sort of gets juggled and balanced somehow. Um, but a couple of shows I really wanted to recommend, um, Sweet Tooth on Netflix, uh, originally a Jeff Lemire uh, comic. It's produced by Rob Downey Jr. and his wife. Just There's something about it. It's just so sweet and innocent and feel good and yet still about a pandemic. Um, That I just loved. And I really want to push again, if you've listened to the podcast, you probably heard me talk about it. And I'm, I'm fucking pissed off that I only found out from listening to an old episode of Kevin Smith's podcast that they're not making a season two, uh, but Jupiter's legacy was phenomenal for me really enjoyed it just and having now read the comics and seeing which direction they could have gone uh which where they were headed uh, just makes me sad um but also i just because i want to say it again uh dr colossus's album i'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and i like to kiss my own butt is doom stoner metal Simpsons reference and Space Coyote, all about the episode where Homer eats the eats chili, the, yeah, eats the Guatemalan chili, yeah, is just like it's the best song I've heard in a long time. Um, on a completely different tangent, and it, it hitting that moment of just shit you watch in lockdown because it's the last thing on Netflix, but it's also the best thing in the world because it's so bad. The New Adventures of Monkey. I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I'll mention it again now. Is that the Aussie I think they're Kiwis. Um, but yeah, okay. it is a modern day, like, New Zealand production 
of the original monkey series and it's so bad it's it's like like hercules xena style production values gotcha yep and the wrong accents and all the thing but it's it's basically the same storyline it's the greatest thing in the world um do yourself a favor and just enjoy the train wreck Excellent. Well, shall we wrap it up there, guys? Let's do. I think I've, well, I've talked ourselves out. Yeah. I've Mitch, got... you, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This um, so tell the listeners where they can listen to a professional podcast. We are far from <laughs> professional. There is the Massive Attack podcast. There is the Geek Dudes podcast. And hey, hey, it's the podcast. If you want to hear more of me, where it's more of other people as well. But yes, um, similar sort of to what we did today, actually, where we talk geeky things, except hey, hey, which is obviously talking about Australia in its racist times. But um, yes. Yeah, so that's where you can find me. If you want to find me on the social medias, it's under Blockbuster J on Instagram or Twitter. Excellent. So, yes, and for having me on. It's I will fun. give a shout out to, to Fresh and Jonesy because I, I, I love Geek Dudes. I really do. I, every time there's an episode, I'll listen to it. Um, it's You guys make me giggle. You really do. And Jonesy, of course, has become almost a regular at work. One day I'll get you guys, you and Fresh, down. Well, that was I, know, the plan. I know it was the plan. And then <laughs> some crazy lockdown thing happened. Um, but pretty much that's it from us. Uh, if you haven't already, give us a follow on uh, Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, uh, Pornhub. Only fans. Yeah. Only fans. Um, Fansly now. Okay, fair enough. Um <laughs> We have merch. We have sponsors. Uh, this month, I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors, Alice, uh, Lockie, James, and brand new, which you I haven't, probably haven't told you, Chase, uh, Clinton. <gasps> board Games for the Board has jumped on and given us a sponsor on Twitch, which is fantastic. We appreciate it, mate. What a champion. He is. Legend. you got sponsors. You're a lot more professional. Uh, we have four. <laughs> no, oh, that's better than us. We probably get cease and desist. You get, you're doing really well. We're not we're not well known enough for cease and desist. Uh, not yet. Just give it time. I mean, you know, a lot of my Twitch videos. Um, I went back and found them recently, like and found where it was storing them. And there's a lot of them that have muted parts in them because I've been playing music in the background, <laughs> and so I haven't I haven't reached a point where somebody said, "Hey." stop playing this music but there are definitely muted parts in my twitch stream yeah. so More i've got to watch that yeah. um but yeah definitely check us follow say hi and if you haven't and you're into hobby um we do have a painting competition going on at the moment on facebook where you paint something and it has to have something pink Show us your pink bits. That's, that's it. Uh, so, yeah, if you're interested, jump on Facebook, look for the um, – oh, Jason put a link in there. Yeah, we'll there. do links and things. It'll be great. Yeah. It's fucking professional as shit. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, all. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Cheers. See ya. Casual gaming. Casual gaming. Casual.
Yeah, I do.